There we go, I think. Boom. I, 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 I timed it up so the beat would hit right when you reached your satisfaction. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm the we sound good? I'm the Steve Jobs of this. Testing. <laughs> testing. Testing. Hello. Hello, testing. I can hear you. Okay, nice. And uh. we're back. Uh. Uh. What? Wow. Come on. We need pre-workout. Hold on. I'm dying. You said it was up to me. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they can't stop me, bro. They can't stop me. I am running wild. Cheers. Cheers, everyone else. I'm getting better. Yeah. Nice. Great. Oh, my. So the words that have been uttered many times in the past are about to be uttered again. With, yeah. With even greater meaning. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're back. Yeah. If you guys are wanting to talk, just text in all chat. All chat. Yeah. Big time. Not to be there confused. should be, un unless Rob, you want to make like a text chat for podcast or something. I don't care. Oh, yeah. So anyways, I found out using Shazam. Yeah. Actually having Gabby use Shazam. I'm 42. Um, <laughs> so I had Gabby use Shazam because I was lying on the couch and being lazy. <laughs> Gabby used the the Shazam. Mm -hmm. she, she, she Shazammed. She said she said. Yeah. So she Shazammed. Uh, satisfaction, the song, because I didn't know the title of it. Yeah. And for some reason, because I haven't always associated that song with Steve Aoki. Yeah. But I thought that like it was one of his jams. Really? So all the times that I had previously gone to like try to find that song, I was obviously looking at the wrong place. I like that you're so far this way. So. <laughs> just, just. Nice. I just love wherever you set up was the right <laughs> answer. It's like, well, I set up over here this week. So this is obviously where we were supposed to be. It's totally at It'll random. be better. I mean, we can no, sit as close to the rack, I don't care. <laughs> rack as we no, want. You're right. I'll, I'll, I'll flip this bitch around. Buddy, I don't I'm care. In. I'm in. Okay. Back to my Shazam story. Yeah. And Steve Aoki. <laughs> so I kept looking in the wrong place. But anyways, through the magic of the Shazam app, I found that song. And since then, we as a group, you and I, have listened yeah. to the song about 35 times. Yeah. I also, during the week, put my... We, we also found it. Well, you found it like yesterday. And then we listened to it 35 times. Yeah, I found it this week. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also put up my like back back speakers, which had been taken down when we moved the shelves. Yeah. So when we moved the, the basement to sideways, those speakers had been on the top shelf. So I took them down. But then this week I put them up. So now we're back to full 7.2 party mode. Big time. Yes. Big time. So then it's funny how big of a difference it is too. It's giant. Yeah. Yeah, it's a giant difference. Yeah. Because the side speakers are facing sideways and they're not like multi directional <laughs> speakers. They're very much like forward pointing. Yeah. So it's a uh surround setup, but basically those middle speakers, unless you're in the middle of the room, you it just kinda gets lost in like the general sound. Yeah. So with the ones in the back, the ones in the front, and then the ones on the side. And then I turned up the one sub a little bit. Did you? Yeah. Did nice. I just tinker around with it? Once I put those up, I wanted to rebalance it a little bit, so I turned up the one sub, whatever. Nice. Um, 
But anyway, so we've done a lot of satisfaction. Oh, big time. Yeah. I also went back and found a very, very old school jam, which I was shocked that you knew, but is definitely a great jam. Um, And that's the Bed Intruder song. And that's uh, (laughs) basically by by the Gregory Brothers, which I didn't know. And it's it's, it's also known as, you know, Hide Your Kids, Hide Your Wife. Yeah. Hide Your Husband. Um, Yeah. So I found that jam, which also we've played out now several times and kind of gotten into that. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was, a, it was a good week. Thanks, Rob. All right. He made the podcast live chat. Oh, nice. Shit. So, okay. So the leg lamp, this leg lamp is specifically a Christmas story leg lamp. Um, and it's for Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I am only allowed to put it. looks it, Christmassy. Yeah, I'm only allowed to put it out in the house for like a week, a year. She doesn't like it? No. So the, the getting of this lamp was very much the exact replay of the movie. Because Gabby wasn't familiar with A Christmas Story because mm-hmm. she's 12. Yeah. And um, my mom got me this lamp and it came in like a little like crate. Yeah. Like in the movie with like the whatever for the record i've seen the christmas story maybe five times okay yeah, yeah. so it's a generational yeah. thing yeah but it comes in like this straw and this guy like pulls this lamp up and it's an award because he enters like all the like newspaper things and fill out a crossword and send it in and whatever okay. so he won something so he was just so pumped that he won something yeah and he's like it's a major award like yeah. i won i won and so it's this giant crate and then he opens it up and he climbs inside and he's pulling it out and then he pulls out this like ugly fucking leg lamp and he's like, look at this. And he's like, it's so beautiful because he won it. And his wife's like, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. And he's like, yeah. well, I'm going to put it in the front window because <laughs> it's my major award. And he yeah. wanted to show yeah. off. So anyways, and then eventually, like, the wife breaks it, quote, unquote, <laughs> on accident because it's just so hideous. So anyways, so my mom got me this for Christmas, I don't know how many years ago. Mm-hmm. But I was with Gabby, and she was living here at the time when I got it. And so I got it, and I opened it up, and I was just fucking dying. That's and amazing. she didn't know what it was. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so then, like, when I got it, she was like, why did your mom get you yeah. that? And it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to put it in the front window. And yeah. she was like, no, you're not. She's like, like whatever. So anyways, even though it's funny, uh, she still only, like, really will accept it in the house for, like, a week, a year. Why so, doesn't she like it? I mean, background story or not, like. I don't know. It's not her thing. That's okay. It, it fits better for the podcast anyways. Yeah. So I'm. It lives in the garage, but right now, because of the remodel, the area that it lives in the garage is totally destroyed, and I don't want to fuck it up. Yeah, because uh, it was not cheap. So, um, yeah, so it's gonna make the podcast for a while here until I can clean up that part of the garage to put it back. So mm-hmm. we're not just trying to keep Christmas alive. There's some reason behind it. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah, I like it. I think it's yeah. great. It makes me happy. Yeah, big time. Big yes. time. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. So how uh, how are the Discord folks today? We we yeah, actually how, how are you guys? I know we got Redmond, we Rob. F- we found out that people come on, scroll up. People like being a part of the podcast. Williamson, it's the same group from last time. Perfect. They're all hanging out, and we, we appreciate you very much. We found out that people liked doing it, and we decided that we were never going to do it again because people enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and then, then we figured we'd bring it back, and then we figured Fuck this is a it. throwback Monday. Fuck it. Yeah. We'll give the people what they want. Yeah, big time. So that's what Yeah, Redmond said a major award when you were telling the story. Yeah, he is, knows. It's a major he fucking award. knows. Rob's on lunch break. Kevin Williamson, he's he's part of the fan club. 
he says. He's rocking it. Big time. KW, <laughs> now that uh, now that you were a part of uh, <coughs> creating the discount, of course, I now notice you on all of your posts, and you are a very active Facebook user. Yeah. 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 Like, I see him everywhere. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, he's got some input. Yeah, I was, like, on some, like, ladies curling page or something, and I saw, like, KW on there, like, post and shit. I was yeah. like, this guy's everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Redmond says, feeling pretty solid, small foot issue, elbow, elbow soreness, but he's doing good. Just found out he's putting up Rebecca Cox for a week in town for the diversified disc golf event. Who is Redmond is? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And to add some accountability to our uh, Discord group, Redmond has committed to hitting up the gym to get back in shape. Big time. And so I was going to offer. I I didn't want to like pile. I'm I'm not one for like piling on to meaningful posts with people. I usually like just try to like message people directly Mm -hmm. because I don't really like. It's not my thing. You know, like I, (laughs) I don't know. My use of social media is very odd. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like if you post something and like I'm honestly like going to respond to it in some like, hey, we should do this thing. Like, I don't like doing it on the post and I don't know why. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody else like it's like saying happy birthday to people on Facebook. Yeah. Like, I just don't like doing it because it's yeah. like everybody's just like, oh, they get when the- I do it. I try to make it personable yeah. instead of it just being like a blanket statement or something. Unless I don't really know you, at least like shoot you something just because yeah. it's like a feel good type thing and whatever. Um, but yeah, I've noticed that with you. It's usually like it's got to be something big or significant or whatever. Or I wait till I see yeah. you. Yeah, bring exactly. It up. Then I'll bring it up. Like, yeah. hey, man, I saw X, Y, and yeah. Z happened. Um, but uh, yeah, with Redmond, what I was going to say is if you're getting up in the morning and you're going to work out or whatever your schedule is, if you want to add uh, an accountability of like calling me, you can do that. Mm-hmm. And then so like in the mornings when you're supposed to get up, like if you're getting up on Monday, Wednesday, Friday or every other day or whatever it is, at like six in the morning or something. If you want to call me or text me, and be like, hey, I'm up, I'm going. Yeah. Uh, you can do that. And yeah. then if like I don't get that text by a certain point, I can message you back like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. You know, like, are you doing, doing it or your not? Shit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm willing to do that for you because I, I know that like there was a while where I was like trying to do something and like that I had somebody that I could do that with and it helped me a lot. Mm hmm. And so, like, I know specifically with working out, it's just getting it started. Because yeah. once you get it started, you're in. You yeah. Know what I mean? and that was like, the weirdest thing for me, like, starting it. Because it was like, all right, we're here to work out. I guess we just do it. We just like, work out? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do we do? And now it's, like, a natural thing. Yeah. Like, where it's like, all right, go. And it's, like, jumpy twisties or, like, stretching, whatever. Scorpion. I like the scorpions a lot. Um, and it's not weird. It's just like that weird new thing where you just have to dive right in and then like that nervous anxiousness is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. time. So sometimes it just helps to have that like outside third uh, third party between you and your habit energy to have that yeah. third third party mediator. Redmond says he digs it and then inserted his phone number. He said, feel free. I should be heading to the gym four to five days a week around 8 to 8.30 a.m. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Because I get Sweet. up. It's like it's about the same time. Yeah, and since he put his number in there, everyone else hold him accountable too. Yeah, yeah. You get a little army of yeah. people attacking you. <laughs> it's good for you. Good for you. Smart move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, so um, so like I guess I just jump into today because today is today and today is going on. Yeah. So my day today was uh, let's preface it back a couple. This will give Redmond yeah. a little bit of a backstory for what he was talking about earlier. Um. So there had been a uh, disc golf group, right? Which was disc golf humor uncensored, I think. Yeah. Whatever. 
So I had been a part of that group, and then I don't remember what it was, but I had left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As many before it, me. It can be obnoxious. I've been a part of it, and the only reason that I wasn't a part of it was because it got archived. I didn't like openly yeah. leave, but also I wasn't very active in it. So every now and then it would pop up. Yeah. And more times than not, it's been like, wow, like that's out on the internet now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it was. And it might have even like some stuff. And I, I can appreciate the idea of like, you know, people are free to comment, people are free to do whatever. And some stuff is funny to other people and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because what I always think of in those situations is like Anthony Jeselnik. Right. Yeah. So like Anthony yeah. Jeselnik is like, you know, I'm the guy that like does that. Right. And yeah. when, when he was talking about like specifically on his one special when he's like, you know, he got in a lot of trouble for the Boston Marathon thing. Yeah. And when he just said like some lines shouldn't be crossed, yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> meaning the finish line, <laughs> um, you know, like there's a thing with it. And he always says like, it's just to help, yeah. you know, like in, in some ways to like help kind of like, you know, move the conversation forward or whatever. And like, some things I can appreciate that, whatever. And then there's some things that are just like sensitive to me mm-hmm. as a person. And then when somebody does that and I, I read it or I come across it, I'm like, yeah, I don't know why you did that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why you do that. And then I could appreciate like, maybe there's other people that are like, yeah, like that totally was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause they're not as emotionally invested or as emotionally impacted by it. And it's just something that's funny. Right. Right. So like this week, right. The, there was a, a storm on the Capitol in Washington and like a woman got shot by a Capitol police officer, or a secret service person or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And so there's plenty of ways to look at that where it's like ironic and humorous because she had like put a post up that's like, nothing can stop us. We're never going to get stopped, you know, whatever. And then yeah. like she very much got shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of people that are like put up posts of like, yeah, something can stop you or whatever it is. Yeah. And there's like light of it. Right. And people make light of it. And there's another side of it where you're like, yeah, somebody died. Right. Like even if they did get all caught up in some ideology or some thought process that ended up not serving them well and cost them their lives, like right. somebody did still die. Yeah. And, um, you know, life is sacred and people's lives are sacred and, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. Um, so there's there's like two sides of it. Right. And there's like definitely a distant side from it where you can look at it and be like, oh, that's hilarious. And then there's a side where like you're actually emotionally invested in it and you're looking at it and you're like, yeah, I don't know why you'd make a joke about that. Yeah. Right? So I can I can get that. And there were things in that group sometimes that it was just like too close to me. And I'm not going to fight that battle. I'm not going to be like, well, I don't know why, you, you know, whatever. I'm just like, yeah, people are Internet trolls. People are whatever. Yeah. This and and there's a difference between like this. Yeah. Versus this. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's yeah. yeah. One is you can move somewhere. The other one is just like you'll just get literally caught into like a purgatory. It's like the worst. Just limbo. Yeah. Where you're just going and, fucking nowhere with it. And for what? I always say, like, yeah. evaluate your um, compliments, evaluate your criticism, um, and evaluate your advice by the, re- by the like, source giving it to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and so in that way, like, as we've gotten into previously on the podcast, like, you know, I, I, I don't know these people's lives. And most people in disc golf, honestly, I, I don't know outside of disc golf. I yeah. just know them on the course. I'm super friendly. I talk to people about their shit. And I know whatever it is they present, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like in reality, like you could live some life that's like a fucking dungeon. And I have no idea other than the fact that I see you at Riverbends yeah. on Tuesdays and you're like in a pretty decent mood. And I know you also do some other shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't know these people's lives. So like evaluating the source of where the stuff's coming from, if I'm going to get online and like get into a conversation with them about like why that's whatever, I just don't find it valuable. Right. Um, so I don't remember when I had like gotten out of dealing with that, but I remember some shit came up and I was just like, all right, this is it. Like mm-hmm. this doesn't add anything to my life. Definitely seems to like cause me some kind of like, yeah. really? Um, and then I just like, whatever. So they had posted something up, whatever it was. Elijah eventually saw something and was like, yeah, this is just like not, a, not a good deal. So he put up a post tagged like everybody that he knew that was in the group. Um, and was basically just like, yeah, um, I don't know why you're a part of this group because X, Y, and Z. It basically just like is a is an outlet for people to post things that are like contrary to what I believe we're trying to do as a community, which mm-hmm. is like inclusivity and you know a lot of the things that we addressed in the podcast in terms of the respect your game movement in terms yeah. of moving forward and making people feel included and and all this other stuff. And he's like, this group, while like you know it, it's set up to be like humor and whatever, like there's a bunch of it that like really kind of has a, a, a downside to it and really has like a negative side effect it's not just like they're, 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 it's not costless like there is a cost to these posts and to these things and whatever and like it's just not something that he stands behind he's like and, and these are people that are my friends and it would be weird to me that you stand behind that so maybe examine why you're a part of or what groups you are a part of you know and offering your membership to that group adds validity to it so maybe take your membership away and take the validity of the group away not his words my processing of what he had put up right so then from that it was like a bunch of people like yeah i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out yeah that's Mm -hmm. fucked up and then people like maybe giving mini testimonials of like yeah they did this stuff and whatever and then other people jumping on and being like i don't see the permanent you know like Mm -hmm. yada yada. i don't like other groups because when i post something that i think is funny then they don't think it's funny then i get banned or i get suspended or whatever and i just don't like other people having the filter on what i have to say (laughs) they're blocking the genius of my humor you know like yeah not everywhere can i make a humor about like the fuckability of someone and you know like not have to worry about being censored and this is my human right yeah okay cool um so (laughs) those people then like you know were were fighting for that and and the most part people were just like yeah like i agree like i've seen it it's bothered me i've never done anything about it and so elijah had taken the idea that we had talked about before of like if you see something and you see somebody doing something that's offensive or bothersome or taking our community or representing our community in a way that's not consistent with what you believe in Mm -hmm. or what we believe in then saying something to them i mean like hey man like that might seem in person like hey that might seem funny to you but in reality, like, you know, kind of comes across shitty. And yeah. then if they keep doing it, be like, hey, it's not just ignorance. Now you know you're just kind of being shitty. And then, like, hey, maybe you're just an asshole, right? Yeah. And so with the internet, you get a lot of hiding and trolls and whatever. But, uh, yeah, just shining a light in the corner, right? Like, bringing light onto, like, some, like, anonymous, seedy, shady thing or whatever. Not that that's what it was, but I'm just, you know, let's right. just say. Um, just shut it down. So then they ended up, like, archiving the group bunch of people left like kind of in short order and then they archived the group and it kind of got shut down yep and by the i had watched the post a little bit and again i don't really post on stuff very much and so then i had finally put a comment like later on like great job great post and then i had said you know like i would think in counterbalance to that we should start a group of like the disc golf community shout out kind of like page or group or whatever to where i have like a space specifically designed to like the positive promotion of other people's actions in the disc golf community Mm -hmm. because only 
our community understands the commitment that we have to what we're doing. Yeah. So someone finally getting picked up as a sponsor, right? So Adam, I think his last name is McPherson or whatever. Like he got picked up and signed to MVP Mm -hmm. and he had the post on Facebook. Like came true. I'm signed, blah, blah. Like I'm signing my contract with MVP and yada, yada. Yeah. Only we in this community understand like the amount of work, the amount of time and like how (laughs) fucking sweet that is. The the company that he wanted to play for, you know, like all that, like we can understand that. Mm -hmm. And so in that moment, like that was my thought process of like, it would be great to have a place where like someone else, not him, someone else could be like, Hey, congratulations, Adam. Awesome job. You've put the work in yada, yada. It's always nice to play with you. Boom. Mm -hmm. And just have that to put out there. Or if somebody like, the idea that I had uh, that I was thinking of was very much like it doesn't have to be a disc golf a disc golf achievement, but it is the disc golf community. Yeah. So like an example that I'd given someone else was like if you donated a kidney and saved someone's life mm-hmm. has nothing to do with disc golf. But I would love to have still everybody knows you in the disc golf community. You're a part of the disc golf community. Be like, hey, you guys might not know, but Zach Fortuna. X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 solid act, way to go, you know, boom, and put it up there, yeah. right? Um, and just kind of have a place that showcases other people's appreciation for what people are doing that are part of our community. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, like, really hardcore self-promotion mm-hmm. in disc golf. Yeah. In the world right now, specifically. Yeah. Like, being my age, where I, like, I always go, like, I'm kind of old. But being my age, from when I was 20-something to now, the amount of self-promotion that takes place, it's not even a percentage. Yeah. Because, like, there were very few people, unless you had a job that you had to promote, like, there was very little self-promotion in whatever, the early 2000s, let's say. And then now, it's literally, like, almost everybody's, like, hobby. Yeah. Is, like, making their brand or whatever the fuck it is. And so I didn't want it to be... I didn't want it to be that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, I wanted it to be something where like you for your day, take the time to like, just give someone else a nod and be like, Hey, this guy, this girl, this like member of our community totally did this fucking sweet thing. Yeah. And we should all take a moment and take note. Yeah. And, uh, and I put it up and I was like, well, the first, you know, we should make that kind of a page. Someone, <laughs> someone should Yeah, Cause make- we know Darren's the idea guy. <laughs> Someone should yeah. make that kind of a page. And I think the first person on the page should be Elijah. Yeah. Because like this is exactly the thing on this podcast we've talked about several times, but like this is the kind of thing that our community needs. See something that's been going on, that is going on, that happened, right? Constructively say something about it in a yeah. way to bring about change, not just trashing someone on the internet or whatever, doubling down on like, well, they said something shitty, so I'm going to, you know, not. Nah. Yeah seeing something, addressing it in a positive way, bringing a spotlight to it in the community, and then moving forward in a, we're just not going to do this anymore Mm -hmm. and do that. Um, And I was like, that would be great. So then Elijah, instantly when I put the post up, because I I am sarcastic a lot of the time, was like, I'm not sure if you're being sarcastic or if you're being sincere. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, dude, I'm 100% being sincere. I was like, you can listen to our podcast. Like, I talk about this randomly, but um, I'm being 100% sincere. And yeah. then he was like, well, you and Tuna, because you guys do the podcast, should start this page. Yeah. And I was like, 
radio silence <laughs> because like <laughs> yeah one everything on the internet yeah. even and that's no slight to elijah there's just a lot anybody. going yeah yeah like i have like a lot of things going on um and everybody does yeah. and my time is no more valuable than anybody else's i don't believe that it is i honestly don't yeah um but like everything with the internet specifically social media and everything just takes me so fucking long and i'm so like out of the mix with it that it's literally like Anything that I sign up for, I'm like half signing you up for. Yeah. Because literally, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey Zach, I'm having a problem with this." Yeah. Hey, like, Discord and everything is like, you know, like I love our community and what we're doing. But the reality yeah. is, is like, when you're not here, I'm like very, I'm not very likely to like jump on and be like, "Yeah, yeah let's get on to this." Yeah, shit. and I, I know that, and I knew that going into yeah. it, and it was just like, at least so you know, like what's going on. I knew going into this that like, a lot of it, like, this is mine, but also ours. Yeah. So like. I got the whole podcast set up in the sense of like mic stands and arms and the recorders and camera already was planning on getting anyways. <laughs> maybe an overkill tripod. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but like as an us thing, yeah. because the idea of it is like, I think we could do something cool. I've been wanting to do it. Um, and then like no slight to Fred at all. Cause I think Fred's awesome. Fred also is another guy who's like, he's got, all this going on he's got like a through z and then he's on like a a g or something like right. in his process of everything it's just so funny how much he's got going on um that like eventually it was like i just i need to do this with someone i don't want to do it by myself it would be weird um yeah so anyways so like being yeah. a part of it like i going into it anything that you go into i knew like i'm gonna be into it too basically yeah. um yeah, and it's just a fun thing, and it's sweet. And then also Rob posted a picture of the Disc Golf Community shout-out group already has 100 members in it. Yeah. Yeah, and like outside of Michigan and stuff, too, he was saying. Yeah, we got uh, Sarah Holcomb and uh, – shit, I forget who else. We, we, we got a couple of big names that, yeah. that joined it. That's awesome. So I woke up today to a – that was whenever that was. That was like two weeks ago or something with Elijah. Yeah. Oh, and, Dakota popped in. And Hi, I, Dakota. Hey, Dakota. And I left some uh, some radio silence, and I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Like, there's like getting me to start a group, like just whatever. So anyway, so I start my day today and I get the, the Facebook messenger from Elijah and it was like, hey, dude, started this page. <laughs> Want you to check it out, see yeah. what's going on before it goes live and whatever, like whatever. I was like, OK, cool. So I got on. It's super cool. I was like, dude, awesome. Like you did this. This is this is great. And there's like, I want you to be an admin and we can go through and whatever and, and yada, yada. And I was like, cool. All right. Absolutely. If you're willing to do this. I'm willing to do it totally right yeah like i'm an admin to a couple other groups that i don't i'm not very active in but there are other people that are like admins that are very active yeah so i'm like okay cool but this group like not that i don't believe in the other groups but like this specifically like i'm in right like it's an important time it's an important idea and uh i don't know like i was just like okay cool so i'm i'm, I'm in and then we invited a bunch of people bunch of people joined this was like an hour and a half ago we have 100 people now yeah um and so uh yeah so we got the disc golf community shout out page and uh and hopefully it will take off and and be you know like a nice thing that on a daily basis you know you get the little notifications that your group has a few posts and you go in there and it's just a highlight of like what people in the disc golf community are accomplishing or what people in the disc golf community are doing to make things better yeah and would be sweet yeah. No slant, no bullshit, no like political stances or anything like that. 
but it, it's not like pushing an agenda. It's just very much like, hey, this person did something that I think is noteworthy that you should all spread positivity, all just straight positivity. Yeah, seriously. So because I always thought it was weird. Um, and like Fred and I have talked however many times throughout our friendship. And uh, one of them that popped up was like around the disc golf feedback page or whatever the hell it's called yeah. and really it's just the disc golf like Bitching. just shit on people page because they just <laughs> hate how they sent packages or this or that yeah. or whatever and it's like i was a part of that for maybe like a day yeah. at most or something and really it was like just to kind of like it was originally used for like buy sell trade this and that whatever but realistically people would only go on there when they felt they got like uh, I don't know, abused in the sense that they didn't get their stuff right away or this or that or whatever, and they just want to, like, yell at them, but on, like, this giant podium, whatever the hell you want to call it. Are you okay? Are you just, like, dribbling all over I'm rapidly <laughs> aging by the minute. I'm, I'm like, 85 now. <laughs> God. Yeah. So, like... If I shit my pants in the middle of this podcast, I'm just calling it a day. <laughs> I'm over. I'm done. 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 I'm right. done. I give up. Uh, and now it's just Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, still be here. Yeah. Mumbling. So, like, I would go on there. Yeah. And... Because I would interact with people. Like, I would buy stuff or sell stuff to whoever. And I would know, like, there's negative, like, reviews of this person for X, Y, and Z. And then, like, I've never had a problem with them. It was just, yeah. like, maybe that one instance... Like something happened and whatever. Yeah. And like, I, I recently had something similar happen like this. Like, I posted up a lot. And uh, well, look, I'll finish that real quick. I left it because I thought it was weird that this was going on. And like, why not just like spread more positivity? Like, this guy like sold the disc and this and that and whatever. Or just like leave it alone because maybe something's going on. Or just like interact with them like face to face. And then if you just don't like how they handled it or whatever, that right. one time, just You're out. don't buy shit from them or right. whatever um so anyways i posted up a lot like the past two weeks say or whatever like i did a lot last week or yeah last week early in the week and then later in the week and i sell it like first come first serve like if you're gonna give me money for this disc right now i will sell you the disc right now because i'm looking for this money right i'm not gonna like put it on hold or whatever unless you're like i just can't do it right now and you're like i can do it right now or like, i can't do it right now but i'm going to buy it i'm just like in a meeting and I'm like, okay, I'll set them aside for you, and I trust this. And then after whatever time, nothing happens, blah, blah, blah. And that's what happened with someone, and I sold it, and it was good. And then another guy uh, messaged me about some other disc. And then, like, he went away. And so, like, I'm not going to hold a disc that's, like, $12 shipped for whatever, and somebody else posts. I did reach out to the other guy and say, like, hey, yada, yada, nothing from whatever. And then I went back to the second guy who wanted the disc. I'm like, hey, send me. 12 bucks here's my paypal friends and family and give me your address and he did it immediately and then i told the other guy sorry it's sold and then he like immediately was like dude like i waited this and that whatever and blah 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 blah. and then like you gave me only this much time to yada 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 and then i was like dude i'm sorry but like i have other stuff so i like tried to like make amends like i have other molds it's not this specific disc i have maybe potentially cooler ones that have like a mini huck lab stamp on it it's brand new whatever and after I sent him that message, he had posted on the original post, like, just shit-talking me. And then I commented on there. was like, look at your PMs. Did you read it? And then, like, nothing. No apology, no whatever this and that whatever. And then uh, I was like, if there's anything you're looking for, like, let me know. And I'll, I'll tell you if I can get it or, like, have it or something. Um, 
And then he's like, do you have any fluid plastic? And I was like, no. Because I was, like, irritated. It's like, I'm not going to, like, go out of my way and then, like, have something, like, fancy for you, whatever. And then it was funny because I the second lot that I posted, the same guy commented, like, I want this disc or whatever. And I don't think he realized who I was because when you're replying on there, it's, like, a separate chat. Not, like, a it is a direct message, but, like, through a different filter. Yeah. And, uh... He asked me throughout, like, in that message if I had any fluid plastic again. And I was like, I still have no fluid plastic. And then it took him, like, he read it, and then it took him a while to respond. So I think he, like, went back and realized this and that, whatever. So I, like, I still sold him. I'm not going to, like, not sell you whatever. And, like, you did, like, a shitty thing, I think. Right. Where you're, like, immediately, like, I'm going to go in there. Right. Like, I was like, dude, I'm trying to, like, get you something. But also, first come, first serve. Like, if you miss out. It's right. not like I was selling something fancy. It was just like a stock whatever. Right. So like either way, I was like, of course that's going to happen. Either way. Yeah. Nice. I, just the, the, the feedback group with me, I'm still a member of it, I think. Um, I've honestly never, like it made sense to me. And I was like, okay, cool. Because I bought a bunch of bags mm-hmm. online. So it's more than like sending somebody $10 for a disc. Right. Um, so with the bags, I was like, okay, cool. You know, whatever. But I always, like, I don't know. I never had any problems. I've never, like, knock on plastic, whatever. Uh, I've never had any problems <laughs> yeah. with any of the stuff that I've ever ordered or traded or done anything with anybody online. And then the posts that would come up on my feed from that group were, like, either super, like, I would think really straightforward. Shout out to Larry. Fucking packaging was dope. Disc exactly what he said. Love my life. Yeah. And then the, uh, like, that was a whole bunch of posts, which was great. And I was like, cool. Yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Just call feedback. Um, and then the other ones were like, didn't even use a, a backer or this and that and whatever. And, and then it's the person like fighting back of like, well, you paid $2 for shipping. Like, I don't know what you thought. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to put it in like, you know, a metal case and send it to you. And then yeah. that guy's like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're buying like a stock disc. Yeah. And like the if it was something collector and fancy yeah. or whatever, then yeah, it would make sense to, yeah. I don't know, but bulletproof I, case. The only thing that I took away from the group was one, I don't know how useful it is as an index. Yeah. Right. Like, so I could go on the group and then search someone's name before I'm going to do business and it would come up. Yeah. Right. And I could check out their feedback. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, ju- I, I guess I just don't do that much. Like I said, like I always give Brad all my discs I want to sell. Yeah. I'm like, here you go. You keep a cut. We'll move forward. And then yeah. I was like half. Yeah, I think he still has a pile of my discs. I just like half ass follow up like, yeah. hey, man, you selling those discs? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Or he'll remind me. He's like, hey, I got 80 bucks for you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. Sweet. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just like the idea of like whatever. So then the only thing that I would ever gain from it was just like the hilarity of like how people would send discs. Yeah. Like some of those feedback are like great feedback for that shitty used stock de- stock disc that somebody got just because they wanted to get a thrower or a backup or whatever and then the person shipped it either one like bundled up like it was a goddamn like first run buzz yep or like they just put a sticker on the disc and sent that's it. my favorite so like that is my absolute favorite or just in general <laughs> like some of the shippings that people have done are just hilarious yeah. and that's like the only like thing that i get out of it but that could easily be put in like a humor group yeah you know what i mean and so like the feedback group as a whole like i don't i don't know the usefulness of it but to me it always just seems like it's bickering Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's more of like a popcorn spectator of like really like oh shit he did what and then oh my god you know yeah um but i don't know the usefulness of it and like yeah but having like a, a group that's just straight positivity right is one being an admin on it for me is easy to moderate 
Because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not a big conflict, and I'm not a big, like, this is how you should do things, right? It's not my thing. But very much, like, it's real clear-cut. Yeah. Like, either you're posting something on there that's, like, really positive, or I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the other thing of, like, people that are on there to gather information about other stuff to then create problems in other places, which unfortunately happens. Like, I don't know what, what your problem's going to be. Like, yeah. Dude, I can't believe that this guy put up a, like, <laughs> put up a post about this other person doing something sweet. Like, what a dick. You know, like, I mean, I, I, like, I just, so for me, overall, it's like a net win. So it's like, okay, cool. Like, I'm in. And if, uh, if I get on there and, like, people are posting stuff that's, like, fucked up or you're trying to take someone else's thread into some fucked up situation, like, let's kick you out. Yeah. Right? Easy. Because in the end, like. Yeah. And we it, talked about that, like. Because originally there was, like, one question to, like, pop in. Yeah. And I think we were both on the same page. of like, just let everyone in. Because everyone. What? It's a 40. Oh, did I do it again? <laughs> so is, it, is it the lid when I slam the lid? I don't know. Lid? It's got to be the lid. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Is it on all the way? Like the. No, it's when I slam the lid to close it. There's a little bit of liquid in the lid. Oh. And then that yeah, liquid yeah, yeah. flings yeah. unto me. Yeah same spot every time every time yeah, you get like four different streaks yeah. it's great um but yeah just like let everyone in because i it's invite only or it, can anyone search it and pop in i, I don't know dude you're asking either way person. either way the people that at least people. you're inviting <laughs> you're assuming you're gonna not be like these crazy dickheads or whatever right. and even still like it's probably gonna affect your friendship in some way shape or form but too like you get the people that are just in and then as soon as they do something shitty it's easy to just kick them out and then weed it out that way. Yeah. I just think so, like if, if it's a positive feedback, Rob said it's private invite only. Okay. Okay. So if somehow you get in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, because like, yeah. I'm the, I'm the gatekeeper at this point And like, I'm, I'm, I've been lax about it. So I don't know. I might've already let trolls in. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's um, been around for like yeah, for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I've already fucked it up. I'm sorry. But anyways, uh, you know, like it, like my personal yeah. relationship with you in terms of like if you if you do something on there that then like takes things in a slanted way, and I let you know like, hey, it's not really in the spirit of you know like what it's designed for, and then you yeah. keep going that way, and I just like take you out of the group, and then when I see you, like it's gonna be weird that you're gonna like come up to me and be like, hey man, I don't know why you took me out of that group, and I'd be like, really? Well, I probably like messaged you. And yeah. I was like, hey, it just seems like this isn't in the spirit of the group. And then, yeah. like, you kept going that way. And, like, I just, like, I guess for me, it would just be a short answer of, like, yeah, I just don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, it just stay away from gray, right? Like, if it seems gray area, just stay away from it. Yeah. If it's important to you to be a part of the group. If you want to keep... Gray, questionable. Should I post? Like, yeah. if it's not, like... If you want to keep pushing to find the border, right, then it might not be the group for you. Because it's yeah. not a group of, like, borderline activity. Yeah. It's not a group of, like... Well, this m- this is kind of positive, or you know, like I'm gonna try to like get this other part in here or something. Like, dude, either either it's like super positive, and like you're just taking the time out of your day to bring attention to someone else and do something nice for someone else, or you're not. Mm-hmm. I don't understand the gray area. And then the yeah. comments following other people's achievements should be pretty straightforward. Great job, good to hear. Way to go. Yeah. You know, I guess if you're starting to blend it into like, my cousin did it better. Like, all right, well maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. But, you know, yeah. you can start your own page, the one upsman group. Yeah. You know, and like Yeah, and then it's just a three hundred comment thread yeah. of everyone just one up yeah. each other. I pulled a three hundred once. Yeah. While <laughs> I was drunk. Well, I was drunk and high at the same time and bowled three hundred. Well, I was in rented shoes drunk and high. 
I had a bunion drunk <laughs> and high in rented shoes and threw a three. I was eating a slice of pizza while bowling the whole time. Left handed. Yeah. While constipated. Yeah, high and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever. I mean, it, anyways. I just, want to, I just want to spend the time to highlight it. Uh, I think it is fucking fantastic what Elijah did. Yeah, um, big time. And I, I think, like, you know, we talked about before it, with the Respect Your Game podcast, um, you know, we can cross-reference with other groups. There's other groups that have probably a trickier interaction with some of the bullshit that we deal with. Mm-hmm. And, like, the one that I brought up before was, like, you know, CrossFit. Because you have people that are, like, in really good shape, in skimpy clothing, like, all the bullshit that comes with women in skorts playing disc golf is probably magnified by girls in boy shorts and tank tops doing squats. Yeah. So like there's other communities that we can contact and get information from and see like, well, how do you guys deal with this? Well, how do you guys regulate this? Like mm-hmm. what's the process in your sport to like stop that? Um, you know, like the beach volleyball community, right? There has to be some kind of like hardcore guidelines Yeah. of like people jumping around in bikinis and you know, you, mm-hmm. can, you, you like your creepers probably don't make it very long in like any kind of beach volleyball community. So there's other sports to like contact and ask like that are older than disc golf that have been doing it longer that have like probably systems that work. Yeah. You know, because otherwise, like, I don't think women would play those sports yeah. and they do play those sports. So obviously there has to be some kind of thing in place. But I think there's plenty of things that disc golf can do to be like the front runner and to be the example that other sports look at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, like when we were in that podcast, I was just saying like, in the, like towards the end, like maybe we can be the sport that is that example. And yeah. I think that this specifically can be something to move us in the direction of um, being the example mm-hmm. in terms of like just having like as much positivity as we can have. Yeah. And if you want to like <laughs> troll and do whatever, like you can do it separate from the disc golf community. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much going on in the world that you can keyboard warrior off and create a fake fucking Facebook profile. Are we, are we gonna invite Captain Troll? Uh, Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I don't. But Mosier. Yeah, I would imagine probably not. Yeah. Because I think like just <laughs> long term <laughs> behavior. But you know, I don't know. It's, and it's not. It's not for me. And I would never like create something with the idea of like I'm gonna create this so that way like that person isn't in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I would never take the time to create a whole thing just so i could have like what i want without somebody Mm -hmm. it'd be more of like i want to create this thing because it's going to be a positive deal or i want to be a part of this thing because it's gonna be a positive deal yeah instead of like you know whatever yeah um so yeah i don't know that's it i think it's great uh we can invite or whatever if you have any interest in it you can hit me up and Mm -hmm. i can get you into it um I think you sent me an invite, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the people that are in it. I, I just ran through real quick, right? Because, like, I also had shit to get ready for this morning. And I was also, like, trying to spend time with Gabby before my day gets going. Because our, our car, our schedules today are kind of opposite. So the morning was my time. So I spent, like, five minutes running through inviting a bunch of people yeah. just to kind of give it a beta test. Of, like, yeah. all right, well, we'll let these, like, 30 people that are at the top of whatever list it is that I went into. Mm-hmm. Let them try to get in, see what happens. And then we'll just f- figure out the bugs. So yeah. if... You are friends with me on Facebook, and I did not send you an invite, or in some way, whatever, I did not slight you. It's just I had five minutes. Yep. I did the five minutes. Great. Yep. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So that was the positivity. Big time. For, for the day. Um, I had a now onto all the negativity. Yeah, no, <laughs> but we had some questions that we wanted to address that had come up throughout the week that we figured we would do. Yeah. Um, not in lieu of the question board, but definitely like 
things that we had come across uh, on the internets by people that we personally know yeah. that I thought were really good discussion points. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, one of them is, um, do you build your bag for the season or for the course? Yeah. And I thought that that was a, a good one. I thought that that was a really uh, interesting one because mm-hmm. I specifically, I'm like 80-20, 90-10, mm-hmm. something like that, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten slack from folks, even in the small city disc golf community, for the rotation of my bag. Mm-hmm. Because not only do I, I change throughout the season, right? I probably won't as much this year. Mm-hmm. But I am dealing with, like, my body. Yeah. So, like, at the beginning of the season, my body is specifically, like, doing one set of things. And then once my body's warmed up and the season's going on, my body's performing differently. And then later in the season, and I'm, like, more of a finely tuned machine, my body's performing differently. So I normally switch my whole bag up, like, two or three times a season. Because I'll start the year with more understable stuff because I just don't have the confidence in my legs or I don't have any legs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then as my body gets better and I get more confident in my body's ability to perform, I'll start throwing harder and then change up my discs. Yeah. Um, and then also I leave spots in my bag for like changing stuff around. Mm-hmm. So it's usually not different molds, but it's different discs of the same mold. Yeah. And so like if there's like, there's some utility shots on different courses that like I'll make sure I have that disc on me for that, but I'm not gonna carry that disc all season just because I use it that one time on that one shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mine has my system's basically been the same for a while. Like I I've run into people that change their discs around like fairly frequently in terms of what they're looking for for the course. Um Jared was one of those people who would him and I eventually became like a lot of our everything was a lot of the same having played together a lot and then playing I don't know traveling traveling and playing and then him eventually going and playing uh in the bigger tournaments out of state um a lot of it was realization of what you're playing and then what you're using on that course so like I don't the best example that's pretty blunt is toboggan when I go play there there's mate like not even a handful of times usually where it's like I'm throwing a mid-range. Usually you're throwing just a high-speed driver for almost everything, if not a fairway, and then usually it's like a putter approach. Yeah. Um, But that's just me slash us as in Jared and I. So, like, mid-ranges were pretty minimal. I would keep them with me just because I've always thought, well, just in case. Because, like, one, it's like it's a disc that I really like and have in there, and then I know it really well. And then I'd rather have it and not, or yeah, have it and not need it versus I need it and I don't have it. And then I have to figure out something else. Yeah. Um, so usually I'll take out stuff that I know, like I won't really need at all. And then I'll replace those with extras of other stuff. And then having a cart where there's just an excess amount of stuff, it's really easy to just have the stuff that I normally carry with me and then have a couple extras as like backups if I lose it or. If I'm out practicing, I have multiples of them to throw and then really kind of gauge what's going on. Um, But then I know there's other pros. I know Paul used to be, if not still, would alter his bag more significantly than 
Like, I can't question the guy, obviously, but me personally, it's like, well, that's not how I would do it. But, like, he's a top-tier guy. But then there's also other people that don't seem to really do it where they have the same bag throughout the season. And my philosophy is, like, why not find the stuff that you really like, kind of dial that stuff in, and then make, like, you can make that work for the course rather than the course making you work for it. I don't know. It's really hard to describe. Yeah. But to me, like, in my brain, it makes sense. Um so I don't really do a lot of it. I just find stuff that I really like throwing, yeah. like anywhere from like some expensive stuff, like questionably expensive, just because I was able to get my hands on it. And I think discs are meant to be thrown, not like collected, but also I see the collector side of it. Yeah. Um, all the way to like a number one slice, which is like a lulzy disc, but I absolutely loved that thing. Yeah. And then I lost and I was like, that fucking sucks, but what are you going to do? I mean, I had my time with it and whatever, and maybe I'll eventually find <laughs> another dip, like another slice. We had or our time. We together. had our time, dude. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like it was yeah. great. It, I could throw a lot of like really silly things and it was an awesome disc. Yeah. So I don't And rip Spindler park hole, whatever the hole is after the downhill hole. It's in someone's backyard. Yeah. <laughs> dog probably already ate it and shit it out already. A couple that one times. dog over there is very active. Oh, big time. Very yeah, I, th I think it was that house that yeah. the disc went into. I don't know. So, he's I don't know. He's the Stephen A. Smith of dogs. Stephen A. Smith? Yeah. He's a, <laughs> he's a guy that you know from mean tweets as if uh, if a human being was trying to be Caps Lock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I love mean tweets. Yeah, I love your interaction with sports because you're not really like a huge sports guy. Like, there's who's the guy with Palomalu oh, in on, that? Hold on, that's what I was getting. To. <laughs> so you know Patrick Mahomes as the non-Palomalu guy from the Head and Shoulders commercial, <laughs> who's slightly awkward in the commercial, which I can't, I can't get enough of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is not Troy Palomalu in the Head and Shoulders commercial. Yes, that's true. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> You're the only person on the planet that knows him that way. Yeah. But yes. <laughs> yes. That's me, bro. That's good. Hey, I'm getting into sports now, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We watched football. Yeah. We watched football on Saturday for like yeah. three hours. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. Like, that's it was one awesome. of the most times I enjoyed it, yeah. which was sweet. And I didn't know, like, you didn't know we, we were going to hang out you and didn't know do we were whatever. Eat so much? I knew, I, well, one, I didn't know that. And two, <laughs> I knew we were going to hang out when you're like, do you want a muffin? Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was letting you I, know. I just got done texting Amanda. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be heading home soon. Yeah. And then that didn't happen. And then I did it again. And then you're like, you want some meat? <laughs> you want a steak? <laughs> yeah. And eat some meat? Yeah. yeah. It was a good day. And I and I told you before, I think at least, but I just more appreciation for sports in general. Yeah. Like, I grew up, for the most part, like playing soccer. Like soccer was one of the only sports that I really played. Yeah. And then, so for like filming soccer, I get it and I enjoy it. But then like football, I never got. I was always like, man, you're like big kid, blah, blah. You should like really get into football. And I was never like, yeah, I just don't see like the appeal in like yeah. just grown people just like hugging and tackling each other, whatever it was that I thought. I just, I just wasn't into it. Yeah. Um, and now when I film it and go watch Varsity, one, I wanted to see if I could figure out like the rules of football because my knowledge of football is very minimal. Yeah. Um, like one of the only rules that I knew was like the lions fucking suck. And that was really it. And then like, I was like, I know a touchdown is seven points. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then uh, I thought the only way to get or the only extra point was a field goal. Yeah, not true. Field goal is one point. If you no. run it in, no. it's two points or whatever. Yeah, it's not extra point is an extra point. Yeah, field goal is three points. It's during like it's not after a touchdown. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Two different. St- names. I'm still learning. Yeah, 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 still yeah, yeah But yeah. either way, there's a lot to it. Um, I didn't realize that there's like the teams that make up the team. Yeah. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know there was like a kicker team and then like the offense and defense. Like those are yeah. three separate things or whatever the yeah. fuck. Um, but I was like really proud of myself. Like everything that I was able to put together while filming. Yeah. Because I have to figure out what's happening to be able to know where I have to put my camera. <laughs> and so like when I was telling the guy, he's like, you want to film like football? I was like, yeah, I can yeah. follow the ball. I love I football. Like, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and then he got mad at me cause I broke my lens, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so then I, I went and I talked to Scott and I was like throwing everything out there and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, no to whatever. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fucking got it. Well, so like I'm getting somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I just had more fun with it knowing like what's going on Yeah. and like being at live games. Like had I gotten more involved in it, I would have gone to more games. Like I probably would have been more the guy like you yeah i'm the only fucking guy there just like yeah. <laughs> just going was, after the other crowd but i was never that for football like when i was in high school i would go to like the big football games but other than that i just didn't go to the football games yeah because um one it was just kind of outside and at my high school um it was kind of a mess mm-hmm. you know what i mean like there was a lot of drunk people at the football games yeah. So like by the time, I don't know, when I was like a junior and senior um, and I could drive, like I j- it just really wasn't, I don't know, like going to the football games wasn't really like a big thing for me. And it always just seemed like there were fights and like people got in trouble and there were issues and stuff like that. And I just like, you know, I had, I was playing sports also or like, you know, my junior and senior, I was like coaching basketball and in the plays and stuff and whatever. Um so and i ran a retreat program like i just whatever time wise it just didn't work out but hockey and basketball i went to all the time mm-hmm. for sure for she's for cheesy yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's a lot of fun yeah like doing all that and then um he reached out to me again he's like hey do you still want to film because schools are starting to reach out sports are starting to come like back around or whatever it's like yeah definitely like i'm down to film and everything as long as it works out because classes started today so I'm taking morning class, Monday and Wednesday, which I found out is actually more, the teacher's more lax in the schedule. So a lot of it's like, everything's online, but his is, he's got everything kind of pre-planned. So you can go and watch basically whenever he's just got to like unlock everything. I don't know what the nighttime teacher is like. And then like Tuesday and Thursday, it sounds like we're going to be there like at that time either way. So either way, it's cool that this guy, like the earliest morning class is more lax. Right. Um, so as long as everything works out, I can go film all these games and it'll be a good time. And it's like really easy to do. I don't have to edit or anything. Um, but yeah, either way, like, oh, what I was going to say is I started like coaching to myself, like just like in my head, like yelling at these kids to just like go fucking hit that guy. Yeah. Like do it. Like why? And I started seeing like. I kind of got a glimpse into like why people like kind of get into it because they're like into the sport and they see like people not doing their job. And I'm like, you have a job. And it's like, I want to go hit the guy that I want you to hit. So 
you don't want to do it. I'll gladly yeah. come down there I'll and go just him. lay him. Yeah. I'll go hit a kid. Yeah, I got it, coach. Yeah. <laughs> got it, coach. We'll yeah. Snap his leg. Yeah. But uh, I don't get the people who get so involved that they pass out and flop on the floor. Yeah, that guy's got Yeah, that guy's got a lot. Like, he was. He's got stuff going on. Big time. Yeah, you don't know what's going on at home. He might yeah, have some stress knows? at home. He might be yeah. getting abused at home. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 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 Either way. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So you, you basically carry the same set all the time. Yeah. For your discs. Yes. Yes. And then you also don't carry a ton of discs. You're not like a, and then I got this pack over here to carry these other discs. And then, no. you know, I bring this other guy who carries some discs. You're not, you're not no. like early 2000s Feldberg with like four backpacks. The burrito bag. Yeah. yeah. His was probably some of the most interesting. Yeah. Where he had the the rock for 300 feet, a rock for 320, 350, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was like crazy but also it's hard to question it because he was fucking good and still is very good yeah so his theory was i have the exact same throw and i just changed the disc yeah yeah yep which is a great theory as long as like you have the world's strongest shoulders yeah or really good friends that are willing to uh caddy for you and they don't bitch (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah he ended up having surgery right because uh carrying the heavy bag for so long something yeah yeah i remember watching that when he moved to the cart yeah he had that video about in the cart yeah. He's like, oh, I had to get surgery on my on my shoulder or whatever. <laughs> says, you know, from carrying and you were laughing. Like, carrying the bag. I, can't, I can't imagine why. I'm carrying the bag so long. I was just like, ah, figures. You know, yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. I can see that. That's why everybody doesn't carry 80 discs. But uh, yeah, mine, mine's pretty pretty much set up. And then I'll switch out some discs. Yeah. Um, I would imagine this year moving forward, it'll change very little. Mm-hmm. I'll probably move more and more to a setup like yours. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just throwing less discs like less different molds and then all of the like weird utility discs that I would need will just easily fit in my setup. Yeah. And then I just won't ever swap anything out or change anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause even when we went, so we went and played disc. I played disc golf this week. Yeah. Winter golf. This is, this is for you, Rob. This is what I was referring to twice. Yeah. In the same day. Same day. Once was a good idea. Once wasn't. Yeah. But this uh, was two days ago. Yeah, yeah. Saturday because we had two days off in a row. For the first time in a couple weeks. Yeah, since Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two days off from working out on a Saturday and a Sunday, which was dope. Yeah. So, uh, so Saturday I was planning. I was like, I might, I might go out. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna look. I looked at the weather and it was like 32 plus. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. That's all right. And then I looked outside. There wasn't snow all over the ground, and I was mm-hmm. like, sun was out too. Shit. If yeah. I wake up, well, no, I was saying when I was going to sleep on Friday. Oh, okay, okay. I was thinking, like, if I wake up and I'm not too sore, because Friday's workout was difficult. Vigorous. Difficult. Yeah. Uh, I was like, if I wake up and I'm not too sore, I might go throw some Frisbees mm-hmm. and play some Frisbee golf. Uh, Frolf, Jerry. Yeah. Um, I might go play some <laughs> Frisbee golf if Tuna wants to go into whatever's going on. I figured that you were probably already going, probably already had some plans, so I'd just see. So I woke up on Saturday morning, felt pretty good. I was like, all right, cool. And then I saw the sunshine shining in, and then I just messaged you like, "What up?" <laughs> no, you called me. The standard. I think I messaged you first. You might have. Yeah. And then probably immediately called yeah. me, and then Amanda was like, "It's Darren." <laughs> yeah, like, I oh, think. Shit. I think I messaged you first. Was like, "What up?" That's the standard. Mm-hmm. If you don't know me, if you're not friends with me, that's the standard. Yeah. The, what up? And then, uh, yeah. Rob said, it's awesome to watch someone learn a new sport, drunk at high school games, what the fuck? And then Saturday was, whoa, Saturday was beautiful. 
Yeah. yeah. So I messaged you nine twenty eight a.m. What up? Ten oh five a.m. What up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. After I I call I said what up then I called you yeah then I got ghosted by you and then I called well no because I was trying to figure out I know I'm come on joking. don't make me look like the bad guy here uh, I want to be able to post positivity about you in the page yeah I appreciate that I don't want to have to start the Darren Harrison hate group <laughs> <laughs> well that's good it's gonna come out <laughs> With, once the World Putting Federation gets going there's gonna be the haters group um so anyways so we got up got out you came over we went to go meet up with scott at northridge yep so my expectations of performance were already low because it's northridge and it's winter time mm -hmm. but i was still willing to bet some push-ups versus the pete weber which i lost which mm -hmm. is fine mm -hmm. um round started off with some questionable integrity I'm not gonna well lie. let's talk on about my part let's talk about on how we left like i got here and i was excited to play because i'm like it's a little cold but the sun's out at least there's no snow on the ground. Right. Like I came here and there's like little patches in like the homes that have but the big little. trees yeah. that like block it. There's a shitty like half melted snowman in one of the homes on uh, Hendrickson or whatever, yeah. which is hilarious. And then on the way out there, like no snow, no snow, no snow. Well, Bam, I, snow. I asked you, do you think I need a second towel? Yeah. Because I had one towel and yeah. I was like, it doesn't look like it's going to be too crazy. Yeah. So I said, do you think I need a second towel? Because I just took my bag. Yeah. I took one of my bags and you were like, I don't know. And I was like, I'm going to take it. Because I know where this goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we got out there and it was like fucking snow everywhere. Yeah. 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 Like if there was this, like if I knew there was this much snow, I wouldn't have gone and played or we would have just played here. Yeah. Played somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So we got out there. Scott's out there. His truck, which was crazy. Because like as we're pulling up, like you just see his truck is like super leaned over to the side and it looked like his suspension and his truck was all fucked up and he yeah. was out of the truck. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, something's going on. And then we found out it was just because he had his mystery box with the tilt in it. Yeah. And it had weapons grade gravity and was <laughs> literally just pulling the entire side of the truck down to the yeah, ground. Yeah, dude, is nuts. And then he took it out. He almost collapsed and the truck almost yeah. did like a barrel roll until he put the box back in the yeah, truck. Yeah, it was nuts. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got there. Scott was there and then we played. Yeah, Northridge. We played some disc golf at the Northridge. Mm -hmm. I started off because it's winter golf, so it doesn't mm -hmm. count on my permanent record. I started off with some questionable integrity. Zach threw his drive on hole one. It kind of hit the hill, kind of rolled down the hill, and was like right on. From no, it definitely hit the hill and very rolled down that hill. Yeah, and like I was cheering for it to go out of bounds. Yeah, I knew I was going to need some help to win. Um, <laughs> one, I'm not. I haven't thrown in the cold, so I'm not sure how my discs are going to fly. Two, I'm not sure how I'm going to throw. And three, like I'm not super familiar with the course. Like there's been changes since the last time I played. I don't even know it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, all right, cool. So I'm just going to cheer for every break I can get. Yeah. Um, so Zach threw, and there was a chance that it was OB. Yeah. So it one, was questionable. It was like on the line. Yeah. yeah. From a distance, it looked pretty good that it was going to be OB. Yeah. So I talked some shit, and then uh, I laughed at him a little bit. And then I threw my disc, and right out of my hand, it just anted. <laughs> it came out of my hand. It wasn't even a question if it was OB. Like, I probably grip-locked it a little bit, and I flipped it over. Like, yeah. it flew at the church. <laughs> so i was like oh that's unfortunate so i was like I, that might be out of bounds um so i just reteed because i didn't want to start off my round uh like that yeah. so whatever i just tried to claim there was a practice shot because normally we play two off the first mm -hmm. but for whatever reason we weren't so i just threw uh a second drive that drive was fine i just landed it on the hill i just played it safe mm -hmm. um i thought the pole with the flag on it was on top of the basket I did too. Like I wasn't. thought they moved. I knew the f the where that pole was at was not where the basket was previously. I thought maybe they moved it like closer, 
I think it's just a marker like the basket's this way. This direction. Which is weird yeah. because I think you could just put that pole <laughs> on in the, the basket. basket. Yeah. yeah. So when I threw my drive, I was like, sweet, I'll be putting from there. And then when we got up there, I was like, oh, I'm like 80 out. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So then uh, whatever. I just took my second drive without penalty. Did an upshot, dropped it in. I thought it was a par. <laughs> Yours was OB. And then you had whatever. So I was just giving us a par. I was like, okay, so. Yeah, and then we argued about it because it was we both took the same score, whether it was a three or four, right, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, and then Scott was like, "You guys took a four. It's leaking out. This is your gasket in there." Yeah, I don't want to talk about it on the podcast. People are going to judge me. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah. So we played that out. We were, I was arguing that it was a par, and then finally Scott jumped in. Because he was the only one involved that was not in the yeah, bat. Yeah, he was playing a casual round. So then he said, because he wasn't yeah. in the bat, that he was the rules guy. And he's yeah, and he's also like nine feet taller than us. He's so. the sheriff of this town <coughs> and yeah. whatever. Yeah. He made me wear a deputy badge, <laughs> and he kept making me feel bad about myself. But anyways, uh, so he just gave us both a bogey. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, we played it out, and it was yeah. fun. It was really fun. Yeah. Like, I had a great time. There were a couple of ICT pads. You don't want to talk about hole three? Where the integrity was lost there, maybe a little oh. bit. Oh, so anyway, so hole two. I know there's a mando. I know you got to go over to the left. So mm-hmm. I threw mm-hmm. a shot. I threw a turnover. Yeah, and uh, it kind of clipped that tree and landed short, yeah. up and down, took to par. Yep. And then we get to hole three, and I had forgotten and didn't see the sign because the sign's like maroon and like in front of a tree. Yeah. So I didn't see. I think it's like in the tree. It's like in the <laughs> or tree, the, or it was like outside of the tree, and then the tree grew in like. Yeah. It's like when Dane Cook talks about you get directions, and every time you get directions, like the street sign has like the tree in front of it from like the Mesozoic period, <laughs> like you just can't read it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I just and I wasn't looking for it. Like yeah. it just didn't whatever. And I, like I played that course twice last year. I don't know. We we both shot. We've talked about it many times, like a nine twenty six or something. Yeah, which killed something, my rating for the yeah. year. But anyways, so I threw a shot, uh, just kind of a hyzer flip up the front, and it ended up being to the right of the Mando sign. And you were instantly like, you missed the Mando. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, you missed the Mando. And I was like, what Mando? And then I was like, oh, that Mando. Yeah. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to... Scott had suggested that I just re-tee since I didn't see the Mando sign. So then I just re-teed. Um, and then I took a par on that. And you took a birdie. Yeah. But then no, the, no, I didn't take a break. Oh, you took a par? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I airballed that. Part. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I just like <laughs> I threw it and just like, of course. Yeah. And yeah. then uh yeah, and then whatever. We just we we played it out. And it was uh it was what it was. Yeah. It was real fun. real quick. If you guys are having problems with your feed, it's going to be based off of your internet connection. So if you're on like a choppy Wi Fi or like bad data, then this stream is going to be weird for you. Just for you know, I wanted to get that out there. There, one of them's having a couple troubles sometimes. Okay. Um, new baskets there are sweet. Hole three's basket, um, Williamson said they're gonna move it back and left more towards like that mulcho beat, cool. which I think will be sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually like for as little like dinky as that hole is, I do like it. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and I remembered like, I remembered from before, and what I was thinking is I always remembered throwing like a hyzer flip putter up over into those trees and just having it fall like right over the gap yeah and then once you guys had pointed out the manda i was thinking like oh all right so it was like more of like just making sure you didn't bail out the right side because then as long as you get over those trees you're in the putting surface yeah so 
I'm sorry, Kevin. What? <laughs> I said Williamson because I couldn't think of his name. I was oh. going to say Kyle, and I was like, I know that's wrong. And Rob called me on it. KW. Yeah, thanks, Rob. I just go K-Dubs. Yeah. I was on the uh, Northern Indiana Macrame page the other day, and K-Dubs is on there like, yo, the double, triple, under knot is way better. And I was like, this fucking guy is everywhere. <laughs> this is crazy. This is absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. North Dakota subflooring. Got on there, and he's like, I use these screws because it holds the floor down better. And I was like, this fucking oh, guy. Man. So we played it out, and it was great. Yeah, so we played for the Pete Weber and 50 push-ups. Yeah, and I yeah. lost. Yeah, and you lost. And I lost. And uh, it was close. It was relatively close, though. Yeah, and then Scott had to go do some, like, I don't know, Costcoing and errands. He, or he had a uh, married couple responsibilities. Yeah. It was it was Frank the Tank from old school. <laughs> he had a regular Saturday planned, you know? <laughs> Little Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond. He didn't know. He didn't know what kind of time they were going to have. He didn't know what kind of time they were going to have. Um, so, anyways, you were starving and making yeah. it well known that you were starving and that you thought we were going to stop to eat on the way there. We S- talked about several it. Several times. And you even... What? Anyways. <laughs> so, we played it out. I was happy with the play because, like, while a couple of the T-pads were icy, <clears throat> overall, I felt great at, like... My body, my throwing, my legs, everything responding to the cold, everything was fine. And I was like pumped. I was like, fuck yeah, I can actually throw, mm-hmm. even though it's cold and like snowy. So I was like super excited about that. Yeah. So we, we left there, uh, rocked out, you know, the Bed Intruder song a couple times. Yeah. Uh, maybe some Mickey Avalon. Don't need to get into which song, yep. but whatever. And then we wanted to get some Arby's because we were feeling beef and cheddar. Oh, big time. All day. Yeah. ADL. Yeah. Not American. Sign language. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's all day long. So we went to Arby's and we got some beef and cheddar. Big time. B and C, as it's known. Yeah. In the industry. And then uh, <laughs> I wanted to go to, I wanted to play more. So I was like, well, we're right over here by Casts. Yeah. Since Arby's was from. <laughs> we got to the light and you're like, it, it's left, right? I'm like, yeah, like Cass is that way. Like I thought we were going back or something. I didn't yeah. know we were going to be playing more. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what your plans were. I just figured, I mean, I'm in the truck and I'm just kind of stuck. Well, I knew I anyways. had you. Yeah. Last time I took you to Menards. Yeah. So this time I was like, we're going to go play more disc golf. Yep. Um, and it went so well. I was like, what could go wrong? This is going to be great. Okay, bye, Rob. Love you. Bye, Rob. And uh, so we went to Cass. And then when we got to Cass, we almost instantaneously realized that it was a mistake. I almost instantaneously realized it was a mistake. Yeah, and also there was just a shit ton of people there. Yeah, like I went to the road commissioner or Wayne County Open or whatever it was, and uh, there was nowhere near as many cars Yeah, for a B tier yeah. as there were there on that <laughs> like Saturday randomly. There was like 180,000 cars there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everything was ice. So, um, yeah, everything. everything. Everything was Every, ice or mud. Yeah. If there wasn't, if it wasn't covered in lumpy footprint ice, mm-hmm. it was mud. Yep. So we got out of the car, and we were like a mile away from the first tee pad. We had to climb up the hill. Yeah. To get because it was like really the only parking. Mm-hmm. So we park and we go. We came in from the other side, old school. Yeah, it was and I sweet. was like, sweet, let's go in here. And then we walk. And then like right when we cr- pulled around the curve, we were like, what the fuck are all these cars doing here? I was like, is there a tournament here today? Like, is there a league? Yeah. And we were like, no, I think it's just because it's sunny. Anyways, we get out. We have to get up the hill. Climbing up the hill to get to the first tee was already, like, kind of dicey. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, like, this is kind of icy. Yeah. Not sure how this is going to go, but whatever. And then you throw your first tee shot, and it's, like, epic. And I throw my first tee shot, and it's, like, fine. Yeah. And then, like... We w- both made it through the gap. Yeah. That's a win. And then walking up to our first shots was, like, whoa, look out here. Whoa. 
this is icy. Whoop, whoop, almost slipped here. Mm-hmm. And then we got over to two. And then, like, I pulled my drive over um, to the right. A little bit. One of the worst drives ever on that hole, if not the worst. Yeah. The only hope I had for it turning out well is if it actually, like, went all the way to the right around those bushes, caught an edge, and rolled back around them to the fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually hoping to miss those bushes to the yeah, right. Yeah, I thought you did. I thought, like, as soon as you threw it, I was, it was like, that was so actually right. so bad that it's going to be good. Good. Yeah. But it wasn't. No. Um. So, anyways, once, like, we realized that, like, trying to traverse the ground to get to the basket was, like, real dicey. dicey. <laughs> real dicey. <laughs> That's, like, the second scariest hole. Yeah. Yeah. Or third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we had to, uh, we got up to three. We threw three. Getting down from three wasn't too bad. We played four. Four wasn't too bad. And then we got to five. I have to take a break real quick. Okay. Welcome to Intermission. Yeah. Intermission. And we're back. And we're back. Yeah. Real quick. On the last podcast, did you watch it? Yes. Did you like my counting every time you went? Yeah, <laughs> I, I showed Gabby that you were shaming me because it was like fourth intermission, yeah. fourth pee break or whatever. Yeah, I love like every time he takes like some shots at me. There's like subtle like you can't do anything about it. Jabs, <laughs> so fucked up. You're 20 minutes away. What are you gonna do? Drive all the way to me? I'll see you soon. <laughs> so we get to uh, we get to four, and I buried it, and you parred it, which is like the first time I ever gained a stroke on hole four. Yeah. In our lifetime. Yeah. Because normally you just throw that grenade that lands like a foot from the basket and then I fuck up. Yeah. And I think it's how I throw the grenade now. Yeah. Because I used to throw it with the thumb on the inside and I think that's just how I should throw it on that hole. Yeah. But normally now it's in between my fingers. So I get more of the. I didn't know if you're going to have another one. I bless am. you. I am. I'm just taking a break. Okay. <gasps> oh, bless you again. There we go. We're oh, back. my. Um, yeah, it's just straight up and down. Yeah. And it's like straight out. As to where, like, on the thumb, it's more of like a slight hyzer. And then over, into yeah. It. yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I think out of all the times, yeah, I don't know, less than five times gaining that stroke. Yeah. Big time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I got that. We went to five. My drive squared up. That tree. Yeah. The branch coming straight across. Yeah. Like dead square. Hit it. Fell right behind it. Stopped. <laughs> and I was like, well, it felt good. Like, my, I was excited because, like, it came out of my hand clean. It felt good. Mm. It was just a little low. If it was a little bit higher and would have gone over that branch, I would have been right where I wanted to be. Yeah. And your drive was just, like, up in the air and over to the right. And I was like, I think that landed on the road. <laughs> like, it just was fucking gone, but it was also, like, right. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's on the road. Because we didn't yeah. hear it land. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear it hit anything, but it obviously did. Like, yeah. I think it would have been a great shot had I gotten it, like, flat. And on the left side, I just, like, ripped it around me or whatever the hell it was. Didn't get you. Yeah. Nice. Um, I own you. Yeah. So, I took – it's easier to talk about mine. And okay. this isn't the moral of the story anyway. So, shitty tee shot. My second shot, like, chop sidearm way up over the trees. And it's just like, I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can up there. And it worked out way better than I thought it was going yeah. to. Left and you, almost got a three from there. Yeah, left you a putt. Yeah. Yeah, not a uh, crazy putt either. Yeah, I like over high, made the putt coming back, took a four. Darren, drive XL, squares the tree. Yep. 
dicey footing already landing because of yeah. its, its whole five at Cass and it's m- clay and nasty and Mud winter and, and it's there. everything second shot stand still because yeah. there's no way to run up on that footing yeah and you're going sidearm with your hades or zeus or what i forget the green one greenish yellow something i think i went sidearm with the uh, rogue I, think, I don't remember. I think the second shot was just a sidearm with the rogue, and I was just playing like the Annie. I was going to have it flex out and around. Because I wasn't trying to get around the corner with it. I was just trying to get back out into the fairway area so I had like an upshot. Because yeah. I was not trying to like play it around and get this way. I was just trying to play it like I had to throw a little bit of an Annie to get around and then have it come up and be up there. So I think I threw the rogue. Yeah. But as I went to throw, I kind of like slipped. slipped a little bit. Hand came under. So I just threw like kind of a hyzer. Yeah. Hit something, cut over, and then I was like in the in the trees. Yep. So out from there, I didn't have shit because mm-hmm. I was jammed. So I threw a forehand out from there. No, I threw uh, Annie with the zone. Yep. They kind of clipped a branch, but I landed like in the flat. So yeah. I had somewhere to throw. Yeah. Now you're like in the open and you can like get somewhere. Yeah. Again, my footing is shitty. Yeah. So I kind of have like a weird standstill situation, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I take like a couple steps into it. I go to throw my Buzz SS. On a uh, wide Annie. Mm-hmm. When I go to throw, I cook it over a little bit too much. It Annie's too much. Catches a tree and hangs in the tree. Yeah. The weird like little bushy tree on the right on side. On the right side. Yeah. Yeah. From my angle, it looked really good. I I thought you were going to get past it. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Yeah. I did, like I thought it was past it. Yeah. And then it caught it. And I was like, oh, that's... It's the, not past That's the joy <laughs> of winter golf. Like yeah. I forget about that with winter golf where you like rip a drive and you're like, yeah, that's going to be parked. Yeah. And then it catches a tree and you're like, wait, I thought we were way past yeah. that. And you're like, no, you're actually in it. Yeah. Um, so then I was, I was in that and I was like, okay, cool. So I was walking and I was just thinking like, all right, I'm trying to count my strokes and whatever, but I'm also fully engaged in looking at the ground Yeah, because it's dicey as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So Tuna's going up to his for his pot and I'm walking and then all of a sudden like full on feet out in the air, me up in the air. You thought it would be a great time to test your buttocks. My buttocks. (laughs) Yeah. Which are very strong and firm. Um, so I, I just landed square on my butt and my left elbow. Yeah. Like even in that moment, like the minute I slip, like my right arm just tucks right in. Mm-hmm. It's like super money. Mm-hmm. So right arm tucked in, left arm, elbow hit the ground, butt hit the ground, just solid. Boom. And I'm like, I go, oh, yeah. and I slid. I hit the ground and then also like <laughs> slid a little bit. And I was just thinking like, this is the fourth hole. We have 14 more holes after, or this is the fifth hole. We have 13 holes after this one. I'm already like, I don't know, eight over or something. Yeah. And uh, I'm just thinking like, this is this was the wrong place to come. Yeah. This was the wrong place. <laughs> and I quit smoking on the first. So I'm like going through like a nicotine withdrawal. First time I've disc golf without nicotine in, I don't know, years. Mm-hmm. And I ate like a giant, like I ate two double roast beef and cheddars on the way there. So I was already like kind of having a nick fit before we started. And then now things are going shitty. And now I just fell in the mud and I'm like freaking out. I yeah. just want I just wanted nicotine. Yeah. And I was like, whatever. So I get up to my disc. Again, that little shitty bushy thing is like on the side of like this weird slant. There's nowhere to stand. My disc is in the thing. So I just grabbed so I just grabbed my ringer and just fucking gunned it. It yep. went where it went. I threw a putt from there. Missed it. Putt out from there. Whatever. I took a seven. Mm-hmm. But I was heated. Big time. And muddy. I can tell. I don't know if you know that you do this. Yeah. You whistle. Oh, I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just letting it out. Yeah. Trying to like in yeah. some cool calm way let it out yeah 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 because i knew i was worried and like when you fell i was legitimately worried because um i knew like if it was old there and it would have been way different i think yeah and that one was like 
I know he's been working out, so how is he going to react to it? I know he's pissed because he's just in mud now. Yeah. Um, but like, how does he feel? Like, besides like sad and pissed (laughs) or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, I'm good. And And then it took me a little while. Like, when can I laugh that he's just covered in shit? Yeah. Literally. (laughs) So the next drive I threw without like, you know, just raging out. I threw it. I just kind of ticked a branch. It went over the right. Yeah. Tried to let out some frustration. Got up for the par. Yeah. And then, or not. I don't even remember. And then the next hole, it looked like I had a good ace run on it. And I was just short. Yeah. For seven. And then we got to eight. And I put some rage on that drive. And it didn't go the best. Yeah. But the hole worked out fine. My second shot was good. Got yeah. Up it was really good. Four. And then as we were walking to nine, it's just icy as fuck. Yeah. And then as that walk, was scary. As we were walking to nine, I was just like, "Yeah, this was a wrong." But then, like, I, I was kind of working out of one. Like, my Nick fit had kind of like calmed down because mm-hmm. it's only going to last so long. And uh, and then just the fact of how ridiculous it was that like, there's no snow at home, and we're here like in on all the, the side of a hill on an ice skating rink, like trying to play disc golf. Yep. I was like, "This is why I don't play in the winter." Yeah. And. uh yeah, just trying to get to nine's tee pad was dicey. We were both like sliding sideways, like yeah. oh. I, I, I almost took the death for both of us. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, it was like it's fine, it's fine, it's really not fine. It's yeah. not good. Oh god, yeah. So was, <laughs> we played that one out. It was fine. We played ten out. It was dicey. It was fine. Played yeah. eleven out. It was dicey but fine. Then we got to twelve, thirteen, fourteen was kind of dicey. Once you're on yeah. that hill, fifteen death yeah just straight death yep we both didn't even think about it weren't looking we're doing anything we just tee off yep because we were both thinking like oh let's try to ace this yep we, we picked re- up our bags and just started trying to walk down it yeah and then just sliding and yeah. then literally i just stopped because i was like there's no way to move forward down the hill from here yeah like I, on your ass yeah like, like even if i sat down on my ass though like I, I still wasn't convinced that like it wasn't gonna end badly like even if yeah. i just put my ass on the ground and slid yeah. down like yeah so i was like i'm gonna go up around and then cut down the other side like in the woods mm-hmm. basically because there's not ice there yeah and we did that we got down played it out then the next hole whatever we played out the rest of the round mm-hmm. without incident we only almost died on 15 and yeah. then well 16 was scary because one like i got a decent shot off i ended up parking it thanks to the ice slid up there. Uh, yeah <laughs> big time and then yours landed like on the only patch of not ice because i was <laughs> I wasn't rooting for it, but I was expecting it. Like for both of us, even like we were gonna land on the face of the hill somewhere. And it's just gonna slide, and then stop on the face of the hill somehow. Right on and like an ice like, cube. How do you do this? Right. <laughs> and then there was just the one strip of like dry path on the left side that was like splotchy. Yeah. And you landed right there, and we had like a decent way. Because if that didn't exist, we were just walking up the road. Yep. Yeah. Big yep. time. So we played it out. It wasn't a big. I didn't put it out. <clears throat> In all honesty, I threw an upshot. I just threw a spike hyzer with a ringer and let it slide toward the basket. Yeah. I yeah and I watched it do like the um, like the Euler's disc spin, like yeah. right next to the basket. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. I was like, I'm just going to let it get up there because I didn't want to throw anything because I'm like, it's just going to slide off the hill. So yeah. I just threw kind of a spike. It sat. That was good. Nailed I was like, it. Yeah, you can pick that up for me. <laughs> and then uh, we played we played 17 and then we played 18 and we were done. And I was like pumped to be done. And I was thinking yeah. like, I'm probably just going to drive home with my pants around my knees. Like and, a, and he like, did like a champ yeah. uh but i had under armor and stuff it wasn't weird no and if you spend enough time with me you know you're gonna spend some time it's with me it's just gonna happen i'm gonna be in my underwear it's gonna happen yeah, he answers the door in his underwear a lot yeah. so uh it's my house 
<laughs> I'm at the front door. <laughs> with the front door. You mean the side door? Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, you called me literally as I got to the door, and you're like, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm at the front door. Because it's been the front door for the longest time, and it still is. Even yeah. though it's not technically the front door, yeah. it's still the door everyone goes in and out of. Yeah. And then after you hung up, I'm like, he's going to go to the actual front door. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we got out of there. We, we came home, and then we watched a bunch of football. And it was good. Ate a bunch of food. and Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. Out. It was good. Yeah. yeah I, I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Then after that, I went to some house party, which uh, was... <laughs> was something I yeah. don't know. so my friend uh well gabby's friend who is my friend yeah. uh casey got a house and so then her and her old roommate krista they moved into that house and they have two extra bedrooms so they took on two more roommates mm-hmm. which i don't understand because like just living with someone else right is enough yeah but living with three other people especially two people that you don't really know just seems like a terrible yeah. terrible plan to me so there are two roommates that they got are like two dudes. So it's two girls that live there, and then they got two dude roommates. And nice. those two dudes are like party dudes, yeah. which is why they got them as roommates, because they're like, oh, it'll be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, it can be. Yeah. Um, so then they were having a party, which I didn't know. Like, I'm not in the loop on this stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so like while we were, pl- while we were watching football, like Casey messaged me, and she's like, hey, are you coming over? And I was like, for what? Yeah. Like, why am I coming <laughs> over? Why? And she's like, well, uh, there's, I'm having people over. And I was like, oh, she's like, I invited Gabby, but Gabby was at Sydney's house. So she's like, I invited Gabby. And I was like, oh, she didn't say anything. And she's not home. So I didn't know. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, well, I have people over. You come over. I was like, all right, maybe I will. Who's there? She's like, oh, well, the only people you know are this, like one couple who yeah. I like. They're cool. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, I'll see. I have, I have one of my friends over right now. So I don't even know like what's going on. So then when you left, then I was like, well, I'll jump in the shower and head over. She lives literally two miles from here. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, I can swing by. At least I'll swing by and grab a bang from the store. So I have one for Sunday when we throw. Yeah. I'll have a bang. And then if it's terrible, I can leave. Yeah. Because, like, normally I just have people over my house. So I'm never in a situation where I can, like, be somewhere. I don't have Gabby. I don't have to convince anybody to leave. I can just be like, fuck this. I'm out of here yeah. and leave. <laughs> I got to go. Which was great. So yeah. I was like, cool. So I stopped at the store, got a couple bangs, took a bang in, left a bang in the truck. Mm-hmm. Way too many details for this story, but whatever. Yeah. I go inside and it's like, a college house party. <laughs> so, like, Casey, Quentin, and Bree, the people that I know there, are all, like, graduated from high school. Two yeah. of them are, like, finishing master's degrees. Yeah. Right? So, they're, like, 25. Right? I think that's the age. 25, maybe? Sure. Um, but, like, the people there are, like, 21. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, you look, like, 14. Yeah. Right? So... I go in and sit down, and I was, like, talking with Casey, Bree, and Quentin, and then, like, two other people were there. I met her roommates. I talked to them, whatever, and then I was just like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm probably not going to be here that long. Like, mm-hmm. this is just really, really out of my element. Like, this is not a thing. Yeah. And then I was just sitting there watching it, and I was just thinking, like, it was just a funny thing. Like, mm-hmm. random slices of life that I get to be a part of. Yeah. That I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, did uh, that. Yeah. But it was much more of, like, what I would do if I was, like, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they were playing, like, beer pong. Like, everyone was, like, drinking hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it was, like, a serious thing. Yeah. And uh, the the energy of it was, like, very up. It was a very, like, high energy thing. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, this is all right. You know, yeah. I just don't. I'm not I'm not up for this right now. We played some cards. And then after, like, a, I was there probably an hour and some change. And then when the people that I knew started to hit some tipping point of intoxication, then I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. Because then, like, I'm here with these people and it's drunk and it's just not. You guys can handle yourself. Yeah. And I was excited because, <laughs> like... 
I'm gonna go home and like actually just like have my house to myself. Yeah. Because Gabby was over at Sydney's house. So I was like, all right, I'm out of here. So I got in the it was like a midnight or something, maybe like slightly after midnight. And I was like, I'm going home. So I got in the car and I called Gabby and she's like, oh, I'm on my way home. And I was like, okay, cool. So she decided not to spend the night at Sydney's and then she came home and I did the dishes and we bullshitted around or whatever and then went to bed. So it was cool. And then Sunday I got up, started getting stuff together, and then you guys came over and went through in the basement. Yeah. You, yep. me, and Dan. Yep. In the Viking Industrial <laughs> World Training Center International Design Center. Place. <laughs> thing. Box? <laughs> so it was good. No, uh, nothing got broken. No one got blacklisted. I got gray listed. <laughs> Tuna got charcoal listed for some dark gray activities. Um, yeah, and it was good. It was, it was good. I think we're getting like good stuff done. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the idea of what we're trying to do was good. For me personally, it's nice because I can actually try to do the things that I want to try to do and mm -hmm. not worry about like not being able to do them. Now it's just trying to like teach my body to do what I want it to do. Mm -hmm. But in terms of like nose over toes and being over my throw as I come through and like moving my body in specific ways and planning and doing all this stuff, like my body can do it. Yeah. Which at some levels like amazing. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and even like exaggerating some stuff was fun. It was just fun to be able to like do it. Yeah. And not have my body be like, right or like feel yeah. like it's gonna break the yeah. only time i ever got nervous was the first time where i really tried to open my shoulders up as i reach back yeah and then pull through it yep. just felt like well i'm not sure what's gonna happen yeah and we all had a lot of I think, really good throws yeah like some really good success yeah 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 it's funny just like trying to figure some stuff out and like it really felt like different or this or that and then like you watch it in like slow-mo and it's like not that it's not even close but it's still like not as close as you think it is, at least for myself. Yeah. It's not as close as it, I think it is that it felt or whatever, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. When we're doing it, I feel like you and Dan specifically are painting with like a very small brush yeah. and I'm like painting with like a house painting brush. Cause <laughs> I'm just like trying to get in like the, the, like the broad strokes of like coming in with some kind of momentum, having my legs bent as I'm coming in, reaching back, opening up my chest and pulling through and actually like being in an athletic position while I'm going through my throw as yeah. opposed to like being standing straight up how I normally like all the stuff that I have subconsciously put in place to like protect my legs. Mm -hmm. It's just trying to break all of that habit, all of that programming to be like, no, I want to like get in on my legs and push and do that. Yeah. And it's like while doing that, trying to do this other stuff. But yeah. the reality of like most of what I'm trying to do is like, get into it and throw and yeah. just like let my legs be like cool we can do that cool we can do that and then just trying to push that envelope and then get into whatever and overall i felt like my footwork my legs and all that stuff my orientation of my legs i was throwing and everything was like really good mm -hmm. and i was like sweet like that feels nice you know and then i woke up today my calves were really sore really? and i was like fuck yeah nice like, <laughs> i'm using my calves in my throw that means like i'm actually using my legs which is like you know yeah, a big good time. deal so it was, uh, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Good gig. Redmond said, Darren, we have Thermoflask two-pack special at work right now with four different lids, two with sippers and two with the screw top. That Get you a new bottle, LOL. This is that bottle. Yeah. Zach got that's this one me. of them. Yeah, Zach got this for me for Christmas. This is the, this is one of the 40 ounces of the two-pack. Yeah. And so it's new. So I might have just like, um, I took it apart to clean it. So I might have mm -hmm. just put the gasket in improperly, which is what I'm thinking what I did. Once I adjusted it, it hasn't been leaking. 
Yeah. But I think um, this is that. These bottles are awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Zach got this for me for Christmas. So we'll hopefully. Yeah. And it's hard to shop for Darren. And at one point, like, he's. It worked. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I think it was like the day before. And I was telling you about it. And you're like, I don't have any 40 ounce. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to get right it right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it, I almost had bought him the day before. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> so it's good. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Got Gabby some cookies. She called out the ones and then she got super amped about the biscottis. Yeah. Yeah. She and you're like, yeah. But, and she's like, no, but this, this has got all the shit. This is almond and dark <laughs> yeah. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty funny. so good. Yeah. It was good. So the other, another question that we had is, um, should sponsored players get bonuses for making coverage and or like achievements basically mm -hmm. which was put up by phil and um this was something that we had we talked about previously but also kind of links into a conversation that we've been having as well and uh i would go along with definitely yeah i would definitely think and i i think at some level like your like the sponsorship should be more like that should be the bigger part of the sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Like you should have some sort of like, we'll pay all of your, you know, we'll pay this many entry fees for the year. We'll give you this much money towards touring. We'll give you this much, um, you know, merchandise or whatever it is to like s do whatever you need to do with it. And yada, yada. Mm -hmm. And then every coverage that you make or whatever it is, um, <clears throat> you'd have to have some kind of like tier system for coverage, I guess. Because if you made like, a small coverage, right? Or if you made, I guess, I guess it would just be like based on the tier of the tournament. Yeah. So if you made like coverage for a B tier, right? Versus if you made coverage for like a pro tour event. Yeah. Or a major, it'd be different. Mm -hmm. So I, I would think that like as a, as a sponsorship, like that would be where the real value is. Because the idea is, is like getting your product in front of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not only hundreds. are you playing well, you as an individual, you're doing it with our brand. Yeah. So that's, I mean, win-win. Yeah. So we're gonna give you a bonus for that. That makes yeah. sense. And it's and it's where your advertising dollars are actually going. Yeah. Like you're you're paying to have your stuff on coverage in front of everybody on beautiful courses, playing against other top-notch people. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, and I I think that yeah that that would make total sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. You're in agreement time. with that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I think that's hard to question. And I mean, it, to me, it just makes a lot of sense yeah. to just do that as the company. And it like, why not? Why not? I think that's like a blanket statement. Um, but you're set up in that position where you're on like you're doing great things with their brand on your back and the disc that you're throwing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how everyone else feels, but I, I feel like it would be pretty unanimous have some sort of system i don't know how exactly you'd do it but ha like it makes sense that, like as a base idea for the tier tournament that you're making it to that you'd have that but would you i would think yes but would you get bonus for like you're the featured card and you just happen to be on there because it's the first round you're on coverage yeah 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 and it's just a luck of the draw yeah because for the most part like you know uh, there was a whole gigantic thread that we don't need to get into about feature cards um, previously, last year. And a lot of the feature card, like one of those people, is usually just chosen by the banner 
or the featured sponsor of the tournament. Mm-hmm. So it could be a way, uh, one, to get some rec- recognition to like some of your players, but could also be a way to like spread the love to your, the players that you sponsor. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, I, ca- I hate to keep giving, you know, like Larry Lefthand all the love, but you got Larry Lefthand on your squad that you're sponsoring and, you know, you put him on the feature card. He gets the, you know, whatever. $300 bonus, $400 bonus for being on coverage. Mm-hmm. And it's a way to like let him know that you're dedicated to like promoting him as well as like, you know, giving him a little bit to help him tour and whatever. Um, you know, and then next week give, you know, Harry Heiser a shot, let him get on there and let him get a little bit of the bonus and just kind of spread the love a little bit in terms of getting your players one, some recognition, but two, some more money and, and doing all that stuff. Yeah. Redmond says, but I think Phil might have looked at it more in regards to the lower tier sponsorships or even lower tier coverage. For example, an underground player getting bonuses for getting filmed by Crew 42. You have a non-true team uh, Discraft member on coverage that is extremely local and not in uh, the Type 3 crew. or uh, Crew 42. What? Not in the Type 3 crews? Top 3. Probably. Top 3. Yeah. Okay. At least that was my interpretation of his question. Okay. Yeah. So that would be the next thing that I was going to bring. So if you came from there and then you went down into, right, like as I was saying, like by tier. So if it's like a B tier and you're on s- and you're getting sponsored mm-hmm. and then you're on that coverage, like what is that worth? So I don't know what the tiers would be. Yeah. But I would think if you're on Team Underground, you have anything to do with this craft period. Yeah. And you're on Team Underground mm-hmm. and you're on... <laughs> Second card at MVP for round two. Mm-hmm. You just went out and shot the fucking lights out for that round. Your first round at MVP, and you made the second round coverage for round two. Do I think that you should get a bonus from Discraft? Yeah, if that's part of your sponsorship contract. The mm-hmm. the like kind of um, I don't like saying lower tiers, but like the different kind. There's different contracts for sponsorship. Yeah. The um, non like premier, non like, you know, like secondary teams. So you'd have like the premier team, which are like, these are our top tens, like folks that are out there to like do this stuff. Right. Yeah. And they get like whatever mm. they get prize package a, then yeah. you got like the next 10 people or whatever it is for your squad. They get prize package B. Mm-hmm. They have a different contract setup. Then you would get to like a underground setup or something like that, where you have like, these are the folks that, you know, like have this sponsorship because they, are really enthusiastic about Discraft. They might have a future in terms of being like a legit touring pro. They have a good social media following. Whatever the criteria is that you create that. And I'm not saying that any of those people, that's why they have those sponsorships. I'm just saying that part of each company, they have a team that is like, these people might end up being great pros. Yeah. These people might just be super dedicated to our product. These people might just have giant social media followings and are very passionate about like getting our product in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. So why not do X for them? Um, to ensure that they do that. If that contract has something in it for performance, you know, or making coverage, then yeah, those people should get a bonus. I think your risk to reward is super low. You know what I mean? Like if I took all the underground people on Discraft, and I'm just using it because it's the example being brought up and it's the one that I'm the most familiar with because I have a bunch of friends that are on Discraft underground. Yeah. If I have a bunch of people that are on Discraft Underground and I say, if you make 
if you make coverage, any coverage, for a A tier or higher, you're going to get this bonus. Mm -hmm. How much money is that going to cost Discraft? And what is that going to translate to the feeling for those players and their enthusiasm for my company? Yeah. I think the feeling for those players is going to be great Mm because they're going to think like, I'm four strokes away from getting $500 or $300 or whatever the fuck it is. And I think that it makes them feel much more like part of the team, Mm -hmm. part of like Discraft cares about my, and I'm not saying that they don't, but it makes them feel more like Discraft cares about my progression in this sport. What if the bonus was you're on Discraft Underground? Yep. You're on this team that's like you're, you've got like, to me, it's like, you've got your foot in the door, whatever. It's a, whatever term you want to put it as, but you're striving to get to like a different tier in the company. So like being on this tier, if you like, maybe your bonus is like you placed in the top four and like, or I don't know, you made it to this. I'm trying to think like how it works out. Cause I think the bone ultimately where I'm trying to get to the bonus is the bonus is like you get on like full sponsorship, whatever. I don't know. Like underground is like not full sponsorship, but like you get, you just move up, up whatever yeah. right yeah, yeah yeah um because ultimately you're proving like you can do some shit Once. like you just yeah but you did and maybe that gets some air in their sails to like really get at it yeah maybe that's like an extra confidence booster like just to get like up to there and now you're on a team where your bonus for doing it again is money yeah so i don't know like you get money bonuses for that but now your sponsorship level is now changed to something more yeah in addition to instead of whatever it is now i don't know but i I think then your risk to reward is added is is a higher risk by the company because Mm -hmm. then like every time someone on that team i don't know Mm -hmm. like i'm just gonna call underground yeah someone on the underground team shoots really well and ends up on coverage now the next year i have to give them a whole different sponsorship package which is going to cost me more money Mm mm-hmm I'd rather just, I'd just rather leave it like a bounty. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the under, and maybe that's what you do. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you'd like have a bounty set up for them Mm -hmm. of like, you know, $25 from everyone on the underground we put into a pool and everyone that makes coverage splits that money Mm -hmm. for next year. And then the next year you do the same thing. So if you have 25 people on underground, you put in $25 per person two of them make coverage at an A tier or higher throughout the year, they just split that cash. Yeah. And I think that would be a fun morale builder for that team as a whole of them pushing each other, of them like moving, you know what I mean? To do that. And that would be relatively cheap. You're talking about $25 per person on underground that you're going to put into this bounty pool. And then you also don't have some giant risk if 10 of them go out and fucking go crazy and make coverage every week. Yeah. You're still just out to $25 per person. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they're splitting it up and whatever. And then, like, if one of those guys made coverage six times, he's getting six parts of that pie. And then definitely the next year, you're going to be like, hey, dude, you're on this squad now. Yeah. Or you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that there's ways to do it. And it's just. Yeah. And maybe that's it. And maybe for the, um, like, yeah, that one time and whatever, and you get that bonus, whatever, that, like, your example bonus. And then say you've like repeated now like throughout the year like after a certain point like dude you've made coverage like five times now yeah within like a short period of time maybe then it's like they do something extra like now you're like they've proven themselves time and time again obviously they did something they're doing well it wasn't like not that it was a fluke 
Yeah. But like they, they've been able to replicate it. So then maybe it's throughout the season or like that, they, they're able to alter it in some way so they can just like get more because you're repeating this and it's not just the same thing or like uh, whether it's like more discs or something or like they're willing to pay for entry fees. Cause I don't know if they pay for entry fees or not. And if they didn't, maybe they get like one a month or something like that or like two a month, but one a month if it's a big tournament and then like the next year, new contract is possibly yeah. talked about or something well, yeah or they could sign mm-hmm. you to the different contract in the middle of the year yeah. yeah 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 because like the issue with sports contracts and the bad business part of it is you're always paying on past performance mm-hmm. you're paying someone on their history yeah right you very rarely get into like speculative contracts mm-hmm. right because the way that people earn big ass money is by doing shit before yeah. So when you get into baseball, when you get into whatever, Patrick Mahomes, the non-Palomalu guy in that Head and Shoulders oh, okay, commercial, okay. Yeah, 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 he got $450 million 10-year contract. Yeah. And that was based on the fact that, like, in the two years he had been quarterback for Kansas City, he set... The so in theory, he could just biff it for... Yeah, he set yeah. the world on fire. Yeah. And the problem is, is then, like, if over the next 10 years he just falls to shit, they're out $450 million. Yeah. It's not all guaranteed, so don't get all the haters yeah. going. But, like, they're out all that money. There's no way to look at someone and know what they're going to do next year. So you're always paying people based on their private, their previous performance. Mm-hmm. So in that situation, if someone is now making coverage regularly or whatever, and you want to show them like, hey, we're committed to moving forward. We're super impressed by what you're doing. Hey, whatever. Then in the middle of the season, you can be like, we want to promote you to this situation. Yeah. Right. Um, because I'm sure no one on whatever team's contract is. You're the top 10 people. You know what I mean? Like, we're dedicated to these 10 people. If they want to make it 11, they can make it 11 in June. Yeah. So they could do that to move it up. Um, So I would think any kind of incentive plan or anything like that would be easily structured in a way to, like, you're just in a a lower tier. I hate that term. But in different forms of sponsorship, the whole purpose of that sponsorship is to create positive energy about your company. Yeah. And a constant presence on the internet promoting that positive interaction with your company. Mm-hmm. So I think setting up some kind of bonus structure for coverage or t- dangling carrots at a low risk for you in front of these people is going to do nothing but create more and more positive energy. Yeah. And it's just going to benefit yeah, your company. Yeah, as long as they feed you the carrots. Yeah. Not just like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a car. Yeah. Hey, man, I made coverage. <laughs> <sighs> How do you feel Here's about some a, carrots. How do, you feel, how do you feel about a bike? <laughs> we meant we meant bike. Yeah, and and you have to, you know, you just deliver on it. So yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, yeah, and and that makes sense to me. I, I think that it goes. So we had talked previously, previously on mm-hmm. the podcast about um, making contracts known. Yeah, and like players, like you know, disclosing what their contract is and all this other stuff and whatever, and then. Um, we were talking about the change in feelings about companies' sponsorships over time and whatever. And then I came up with a joke while we were watching football. I forget what the meme was that came up, but there's like a guy holding a book and then he's reading the book and then he's crying. Yeah, I the forget end. I forget the name of that meme specifically. I found it when someone put it together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take your time. So anyways, so I read it and uh, I was like, oh my God, I just thought of something hilarious. And yeah. you were like, what? 
and I was like, what if you had like a guy with an Nova hat holding it? And then like the name of the book was like signing top signing and keeping top pros. And then when you opened the book, it said like, treat them well and pay them. And then at the end, the guy's crying and it just said, I wish we cared about sponsoring top pros. (laughs) And it was from a joke that we've had for the time that we've been doing this podcast, at least yeah, about like the idea of Anova loses top pros or whatever gibson conrad well whatever yeah they've you know and then also the um like kind of the the ball in motion with people like the general not the, not the general public because a lot of people don't follow sponsorships which i've learned this week but yeah people that do follow sponsorships or whatever just kind of the change in the feeling of Nova's sponsorship over time because when we talked about like six years ago or whatever like if you were sponsored by Nova. You were like the king of the castle. Yeah. It was it was the top of the mountain. Yeah. Like, dude, I made it all the way and I'm on fucking Team Inova. There wasn't an underground situation. But even if you're on like the lowest level of sponsorship at Inova, when, you, like shit, when you went to the chorus, people were like, that fucking dude sponsored by Inova. Yeah. And people were like, fuck. Right. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. Yeah. And then um it kind of went that way. Then you had other companies and sponsorship kind of became competitive and other people were sponsored by other people, but it still seemed like you were on this team because you couldn't get on Innova. Yeah. Right. Like that to me very much seemed like the thing. Yeah. There were some people that were like super, like Michael Johansson, mm-hmm. super diehard Discraft guy. You yeah. were never thinking like he's on Discraft because he couldn't get on Innova. Right. But there were a lot of people on a lot of teams that you really had that feeling of like, they yeah. just didn't, they just didn't make it on Nova, so yeah. they're on this other squad, yep. and that was legitimately like the feeling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have just remarked over time about how that has changed. There was a big thing a couple years ago about the ladies <laughs> of disc golf complaining <laughs> about the Innova sponsorship mm-hmm. and how the dollars that translates mm-hmm. to them, the marketing that translates to them, kind of the entire experience at Innova, and how it financially translates to them how it translates to them with support all that stuff was so much different than the top men yeah and how like upset they were like valerie jenkins and whatever there were a couple people that were like super adamant and they were like we're out we're out we're Mm -hmm. leaving and there was some kind of negative sentiment in the community about like the way that though this is well before respect your game Mm -hmm. the negative feeling about like the way that it was handled and the way that their sponsorships were handled and they left it over yeah there was never like a big PR movement in terms of coming out of like, well, there was a misunderstanding. Hey, we're going to make that right. We're going to do this stuff. Or they didn't pick up then some other woman and be like, we just gave her the world. Yeah. They didn't do anything. Yeah. They're just like, let them go. We're a Nova. Yep. Right. Champion discs. We got this. Number one in disc golf. Number whatever, w- it is. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And then um, after that, it was shortly after that, that then Paul left. Right. It was like the next year. Yeah. Like Paul left. And when Paul left, then Paul basically just came out. Uh, he was doing the uh, podcast with Alti World or whoever the podcast was with. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like, yeah, I just felt under under supported. Like I had knee yeah. issues. I had this. I had that. But I still finished top three and fucking everything. Yeah. And there, he was saying uh, everyone was telling me He's washed that up. I was washed yeah. up and he was proving anyone, everyone wrong. And then like the people who should have like had my back didn't. Yeah, and they didn't yeah. say shit. Yeah. And uh and that hurt him. And he was like, Well, what's the deal then? Yeah. And so then like he never trashed them. 
which mm-hmm. I had a lot of respect for. Yeah. And he was never like, you know, but you could tell in that like specific thing is it was like, yeah, dude, like I'm a four time world champ. I've done like a shit ton for the company, even though I got paid yeah. to do it. Yeah. And I did a lot to like move things forward and, you know what I mean? Like re- represent the company well and do all this stuff. Um, and then like at the time where like people are just like trashing me, like no one's out there. Like there's no pro like Paul campaign from Innova, like. Paul just won this and Paul's still doing this and Paul's doing that. It was just like radio silence. And then you just have the haters. Yeah. And Paul's not going to like drench himself in baby oil and be on the, comp- on the <laughs> fucking, you know, <laughs> camera being like, listen, all you haters. Um, yeah. So anyway, so he was just kind of upset by it and he left mm-hmm. and they like, <clears throat> they were like, go. And that contract, they were never going to fuck with. Yeah. No, like, you know, there was plenty of people that were like, but they just weren't going to do it. Yeah. And then after that point, there's been plenty of people to leave. And then they have people and, you know, like when people come available, it's not they, they're just their company motto isn't really centered around big sponsorships. They don't believe that big sponsorships are going to help drive their discs, at least from the outside. Yeah. So my joke with it was like we talked about Calvin and how long is Calvin going to stay with Innova? And then we were joking like they're probably going to lose other people. Yeah. Who are they going to lose? And we like, again, we had this conversation last week, but it was like, I don't know. Yada, yada. And we were like, definitely saying like Conrad would not be one of them. And yeah. then Conrad <laughs> left. And we were Fucking like, okay. God. So you lost yeah. James Conrad, who's one of the most like, whatever, people tied to their discs in pro disc golf. Like that's yeah. why you sponsor people. So people think like greeny, this fucking disc, yeah. that fucking disc. Right. Um, And so you let that guy walk what the difference is between the money or why he left or whatever it is. I don't know, mm-hmm. but you let him walk. And then as we are as you're watching, you're just seeing like other people leave, you know, and over time it's like, okay. And you can think of like great players that are now like doing really well, doing whatever. And you're like, Oh, they used to play for Nova. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were on, they were sponsored by Nova. Oh, they left the Nova. And this year specifically, cause we went into the off season thinking about like, well, how's this going to go? And then I just saw the thing last week where it was like Gilbert left yeah. and went to Prodigy. Yep. And I was just thinking like, okay, that one, it makes sense because it's a Nova. But mm-hmm. two, like, what are you, what are you looking for? You know what I mean? And so like when I, I like, I thought of that, I thought it was really funny because we spent a lot of time joking around about the Innova sponsorship thing or whatever. And I just thought it was hilarious. And I posted it and then it got like 190 something comments or whatever. Yeah. So last night when I was going to bed, I was like reading through the comments and people were like, sponsorships don't do anything you know like companies don't even care about sponsorships like yada yada and every and then other people are like okay that doesn't even make sense yeah right like every company sponsor like has people that they sponsor yeah you know and it doesn't even have to be like oh because they're the top pro it's just because those people are like going to identify with people and the people are gonna be like oh i want to be like that mm-hmm. right or i want to be associated with that yeah number one being like bang when i'm on yeah. instagram like there's just like really attractive fit people walking around drinking bang i don't know what that has to do with energy drinks but like yeah. it seems like a marketing campaign of like yeah. if we have really attractive people drinking our drink other people are gonna be like i want that yeah it's sex appeal right like, yeah right so the argument with it was like well you don't need top pros you don't need this you don't need that i was mm-hmm. like okay yeah i could see that you know um but it does you don't need any of it but it does help sell discs and yeah. it does help people feel good about your company and it does help like make your company familiar to people and your discs familiar to people when they're watching 
coverage and they're seeing the discs that you're throwing. It's like, what disc did he throw there? What is this shot? What is that shot? People wanting to be like the top pros and people wanting to like do all this stuff. Like there's some like thing tied to it. And it's just odd to me the way that Anova goes about the sponsorship of their top people or the top people in the sport that like that doesn't seem like a priority to them yeah. or that they don't think that that helps sell discs. And it always comes back to the argument of like Anova's fine. They're selling a lot of discs. They don't need it. It's like, okay, yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. They sell a lot of discs. Wouldn't you want to sell more? Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe they have some kind of idea that it doesn't translate. The way that they use the names of their top pros doesn't translate to actually helping to sell discs. Yeah. So I read through the whole thread. I got through the whole thing. I thought it was really funny because a lot of people obviously don't follow this at all. Yeah. But it's like they have the old names. And when new people are coming up, they'll have new people to sponsor that are going to be really good and all this other stuff. And I was like, yeah. Like, they're like, they have Calvin. And I was like, they do have Calvin. For Abs- now. Absolutely. Yeah. Are they going to hold on to Calvin? Is it going to be a priority in any way to hold on to Calvin? We'll see. Yeah. Maybe. But I thought it was funny when they were like, they have these people. And when new people come up that are going to be good, they'll move to Innova and then Innova will have them too. And I was like, yeah, like Thomas Gilbert. He's like the highest rated like Canadian guy yeah. who's a fucking stud who fucking smashes. Yeah. And is like, what, 21, 22, Something however old like he that. is? Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be an upcoming stud where you're like, man, if we could get this in that guy's hands and get him like a good relationship, like mm-hmm. it'd be sweet for him to be like one of our guys. And yeah. you're like, nah, it's not that important. Yeah. And then if the other people, whatever. So I just like found it really interesting. But reading the comments through the response to that meme, I thought was really hilarious of like sponsorships don't matter they don't do any good this and that and whatever and i was just like sure sure yeah Yeah. i think i read one of them like while we were here or something yeah and we're just like dumbfounded by it because it was that yeah 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 all right cool uh sure yeah (laughs) i don't i don't know i don't know how how to respond to that other than like getting into it and i don't feel like typing a lot yeah yeah i just never commented on it the only thing that i thought was like a lot of people responded to the meme as if it was two panels because on the post, it's just the two pictures and oh, you have to click on yeah, it yeah, for yeah. to get the third picture. So yep. finally I just put up there like click on meme to reveal third panel. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I thought that the overall like response was really funny. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Like why, why would you sponsor people? You know, like why would you want, you know, like, on coverage, people that have discraft stuff all over them, throwing discraft discs. Like, why would you want that? If no one, like, you get into the thing of, like, I don't want to marginalize any companies, but mm-hmm. you get into, like, you know, there's plenty, I'm not going to use a name then. There's plenty of manufacturers that make mm-hmm. really good discs that nobody fucking throws. Like, let's just say Prodiscus. So I used yeah. to throw a lot of Prodiscus. Yeah. And they make phenomenal discs. Yeah. Great quality, discs fly well, mm-hmm. everything's good. When I would go to a course and I would say, people would be like, damn, what disc is that? And I'm like, it's a slady. They're like, what's that? And I'm like, it's made by Prodiscus. And their response is, I never even heard of them. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> cool. Right? Yeah. But if I'm like... Yeah. Oh, how are you going to buy stuff from a company that you've never heard of? Right. Right. And how are yeah. you going to look it up? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like going to infinite <clears throat> discs or you're going to wherever and you're typing in what you're looking for. Right. Right. It's not like... On my Facebook feed, and I do disc golf shit on Facebook all the time. I'm not getting a Facebook feed, and on the Facebook ads is the Heat by Discraft. You know, yeah. 
Like, I, get, <laughs> I get these watches that these two dudes make, and like, yeah. you know, I mean, I get like whatever all the fucking ads are that I get. Yeah. But I like, there's no like direct, like Discraft bought an ad on my Facebook feed, and as I'm scrolling down, it's like understable fairway problems the heat can solve them and then there's like yeah. that dragon you know what i mean yeah. whatever and i'm like holy fuck let me order those yeah it's not it's me talking to someone and them and me being like oh that's sweet let me throw that and then me throwing it and being like oh cool that's a really good understable fairway driver yeah let me order a couple of those and see how they work for me mm-hmm. right like that is the disc golf market yep so then watching it on tv and being like damn those Cloudbreaker twos really fly far. Yeah, I bet you if I got one of those for eighty dollars a piece from you know Tubby Terry and his van, <laughs> the on the secondary market, I bet you I could throw it really far. So I'm gonna buy a couple of those. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah, that's a cool one sixty later. Right, that's the market, yeah. and that's how people find out about stuff, and that's how it goes. Yeah, and so I thought that it was really funny because those people were like, "Well, it doesn't matter how good you are because Simon sells a lot of stuff and he doesn't." win tournaments so you don't have to be a top pro yeah i was like okay yeah but you're you came in and kind of really like had a giant impact on the sport so it doesn't have to be where you like win tournaments but simon came in and had a giant impact on the sport but also simon's bringing to the table a whole bunch of marketing dollars that he already put forward yeah all his trick shot videos all the fucking self-marketing that simon did and then you're like we want to be in business with you to sell discs. He's already bringing a marketing machine to the table. Yeah. People already know him, like him, are impressed with what he does. And then when he is on coverage, he does shit that people talk about. And like, he's a great marketer. Right. And you're getting in bed with another marketer or a marketer for your company. And you're like, yeah, this is going to work out. Brody. Brody brought millions of followers to the sport. He already has a giant marketing machine. You're hiring him as a marketing company. Right. You're not hiring him as a pro. So, like, those people are going to sell discs because they're great marketers. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be, like, a top pro. Right. Paul, I don't think, is a great marketer. He's just a great fucking pro. Yeah. Because you don't see Paul. Like, he doesn't have 25 videos of, like, unboxing shit. And, like... Yeah. And his videos are a little, like, <laughs> wonky. And, like, I watch them, like, as, as much as I can. But for the most part, like, he's gotten better. His personality has gone from, like, Ben Stein to, like... Yeah. I don't know. Ben... I guess like he's kind of lost the yeah. last name a little. Um, he, he's a little more animated, which is nice, but like it's still a little dicey. Yeah. It's a little weird. It's a little whatever, but he's trying. Yeah. But yeah, his, his main thing is he's a great pro. Yeah. Not that Simon isn't also a great pro, right. but he's also got a, all this other stuff with like, I don't know if it's still labeled as like the flying circus, but that's what it was. However many years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I look at like, <laughs> Yeah, there are great marketers that don't necessarily have to be top pros that it would be good for you to sponsor because they're just going to sell a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to matter whether they're like winning or coming in, you know, top five or whatever. They're just really good marketers. And that makes sense to get your discs in their hands because they're going to help you sell a bunch of stuff. Yep. Um, But then there's other things in terms of like that I was more thinking about that didn't get brought up and it's fine of like Eagle. Mm -hmm. Right. So like. At a super young age, you could tell, like, Eagle's going to be really good. And he's going to end up being one of those guys that does things when he does make it to coverage. Or he is going to throw shots that are going to get him on the coverage. That people are going to be like, holy fuck, did you see what he did? Mm-hmm. What disc was that? Yeah. Right? And who was the person there when he was young 
and he was like getting into it to be like we want you to throw our shit Mm -hmm. and we want to help you be a world champion we want to help you be the best that you can be we want to like insert support and sales pitch for why you should throw our shit who was there disc mania Mm -hmm. is that a surprise no right why because it's what they do yeah right okay so then you have kyle klein who you're watching, right? Who's like Amnat's champ and who like went on tour at 18, 19 years old and like was like a fucking legit pro. Mm-hmm. Who's going to end up doing, unless he gets hurt, again, you're paying for previous accomplishments. Who's going to end up doing sweet shit on coverage and winning sweet shit and doing all that? And there's a company there that's like, man, we want you to go through this sweet career with our shit in your hand and we're going to support you and do all this and make it great and like do everything. And who's the company that's there to do that for him when he's a teenager? Disc Mania. Why? Because it's what they do. Right. So, I don't know. It's important to them. And they they pay. They get the rewards later in terms of, like, Simon. You know what I mean? Like, Simon sponsored by Disc Mania in fucking Europe, right? When he's not even known over here. Right. And it paid off for them. Because yeah. they're looking for sweet people, young to yeah. help generate their like Just sold six thousand mystery boxes. Yeah, in ninety seconds. Yeah. yeah. So like, that makes sense. That then like you know those people are on disc mania. So my question is, when you watch those payoffs, all the people are like, you know, it's gonna be fine. They don't need that stuff. They got this. They got that. Whatever. They don't need it. And I don't know what sponsorships are good for. Like, why don't you just find these really good marketing people? You know how you get those really good marketing people is when they're young. They're coming into the sport, and you're like, hey, we're gonna help like push you. Mm-hmm. We're going to help, like, do all this stuff, and we're going to have these discs in your hand. So what I look at is, like, Innova specifically, like, had somebody with Thomas Gilbert, mm-hmm. who you're like, this guy's young. And everybody talked about Goat Hill last year. Yeah. It was, like, one, because, like, everything's pretty, like, shut down and whatever, right? Or it was, like, really early. It was before everything was shut down, but it was really yeah. early in the year. And everybody was just like fucking Gilbert and Barella just bombing the yeah. shit on this giant wide open field and the buzz that that created, right? And then Gilbert was on coverage so much and yeah. he's so young and the amount that he's improved every year. Like this year, well not this year, but 2020, you look at like how much his forehand improved and how much like buzz there was on his forehand. Yeah. Because it was like Nate Sexton is helping him with his forehand to make him a well-rounded player. And it was like, dude, if this fucking kid can get a forehand together and then he's bombing 450 foot forehands at goat hill at the beginning of the season after you know what i mean you're like looking at you're like dude this guy's gonna be epic yeah and then on my end to watch the company that sponsors them be like ah whatever yeah i'm just like what (laughs) are you doing like how like who's at the fucking wheel here Uh, whatever whatever right like (laughs) and i love big sexy i love them yeah and they're both great players yeah big time and they're both amazing human beings yes and like two of my favorite five people in disc golf mm-hmm. and i think that they're great i think if <laughs> if you lost those sponsorships like my god right like they are two of the most yeah. recognizable who, who do you have if you don't have sexton and calling like it, but but if like, you if you were the guy who was like on your resume what did you do mm-hmm. and you were like yeah i let i let calling and sexton walk it'd be like okay good you're just never gonna work in disc golf again yeah right like there's things that like it's always the funny thing like Jordan wasn't the number one pick right yeah. like you have people that get picked right like and, and you laugh at the draft and you're like oh blah, blah blah yeah but it would more be like yeah we just let him go as a free agent yeah like we just didn't re-sign him we didn't think it was gonna be worth it you know and they're like oh, okay cool um 
So I, I don't know. Like I just like there's things that they do. And that, like the meme for me was more of just like, I'm not taking a shot at them and I'm not saying that they should do X and I'm not saying that they're bad in any way. And I don't know how they treat their people. But like, for me, it's just more like, I don't understand why sponsorship just doesn't seem important to them. And I just don't understand like what drives the machine. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a thing of like our discs just sell themselves? And then as you watch other things happen, you're just still like our discs sell themselves. Yeah. Like you're just not yeah. influenced by anything going on around you. You're like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. It's good like this. Why, why improve it? Why change it? Yeah. 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 It's been going good so far. Yeah. We still sold them. <laughs> we still sold them. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't understand the logic. It'd be interesting to be able to like talk the pe- people at Innova or person at Innova who, yeah. could, who could answer that. probably not gonna happen (laughs) yeah and then you don't like even you know like people aren't gonna trash their sponsors you know even like previous sponsors like very rare like for paul to say that like i just felt like they didn't support me people were trashing me and they didn't come out and speak for it like people aren't gonna trash previous sponsors because it's gonna make future sponsors hesitant to get in bed with you right right because it's gonna be like well if he leaves us then he's gonna trash us yeah like that was a pretty neutral like he was still able to tell the truth even if he wanted to be like yeah fuck those guys yeah. or something and he, like, and he just signed for fuck you money yeah right like yeah I, I don't ever have to be polite to anybody ever again yeah but it's still the professional thing to just be like ah, you know yeah exactly it went this way yeah. um yeah but it'd be interesting just to just to see and that's part of the thing of like what we talked about previously about publishing contracts if they published contracts if they were like this is the deal that i got this is what it is i still don't know why they don't do that because it would seem to benefit the company mm-hmm. that like if they put out there what they were paying people it would make people want to throw their shit yeah or create incentive or whatever or like kind of take away the veil of what it is that people like what you're getting paid instead of just like speculation right so like people who know gilbert or barella or paul or whatever like paul, uh, paul's a bad example um like calling in sexton like probably just the people that j- know them know that's it yeah it's not out there anything so now when we talk about like i wonder what they get paid and like how viable it is maybe they get paid more money than we think maybe it's way less money than we think yeah i don't know or maybe it's exactly what we think i'm i don't know yeah i don't know i also wonder like the impact on sales and how it translates yeah you know what i mean like there's definitely a thing of like the easiest example of it is paul Mm -hmm. right and paul is like a unique case but definitely like I don't think of another one, Paul and Paige moving sponsors. And then like, I live in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mich- Discraft is in Michigan. The yeah. feeling and like res- 45 minutes from here. Yeah. Yeah. Max. Yeah. The feeling and the response to Discraft plastic in the last two years versus what it was three years ago is mind melting. Dude. It's mind melting. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like even in Michigan, you had so few people throwing Discraft. Yeah. Three years ago. And now it's like, it's it's a, it's, an, it's madness. It's yeah. absolute madness. Yeah, because when Paul was on Innova, and us being in Discraft land, like homeland, motherland, whatever. Yeah. Still, the amount of Innova <laughs> that's being chucked everywhere is right. hilarious. Yeah. And so now, like, yeah, just lobotomized at the fact of like, now everyone here is just flopped. Yeah. Like, try to sell a one-time Paul rock what's it i don't know like depending on the person who really wants it like 30 40 but i'm not really sure but i don't see him anywhere but i do see buzzes selling like madness yeah and then um 
I was talking to Fred and Fred, I think has a pretty good theory. And then some relative proof to this too, where people are in cahoots with each other on marketplaces that are, they, they themselves driving up the prices because they're selling buzzes or whatever for crazy prices. And then the exchange never happens. Yeah. But even visually it's still sold. Yeah. So now when they go to sell to actually somebody else, a similar disc or something like it, now it's worth that much money because it just recently sold like for whatever because there's like however many buzzes on ebay that are like triple digit numbers or whatever that are sold or are being watched by 20 plus people or have bids on them and stuff which is like yeah dude they're sweet colors but are they really worth that much but on ebay you're paying yeah you're paying ebay no i know yeah but I think those are after the marketplace on Facebook because yeah. you have a lot of the same people. Like Fred's, that there's lists of him taking yeah. screenshots. He does this a lot. And he's got yarn yeah. and push pins on a yeah. giant board yeah. at home. With yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But legitimately, like the yeah. people that are interacting, like are the same people. Yeah. Like the people selling and the person buying or flip flopped or whatever. Yeah. And like it wasn't until then where it was like even more like I was not on the fence, but on the fence, but like maybe maybe not whatever and then fred's like got proof and then like i fell over to like the one side of the fence to where it's like now it's okay be cautious yeah or whatever it makes sense yeah yeah like to me the crazy thing was like the impact on the market of like collector discs when all of a sudden like new discs became more valuable than old discs Mm -hmm. then i really was like i'm out i'm out because like the amount that this can be manipulated mm-hmm. is just crazy yep like it's, it's real crazy and that, at that point i was literally just like cool i'm out yep i have all the collector discs i'm gonna have mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like i'm done yeah i want rogues i want yeah like Solinsky katanas yep and these swirly scratchy buzzies and stuff or yep. whatever i'm cool. out yeah. yeah because it's like it's so manipulatable and like it's there's no check and balance yeah. so i'm out and yep. I, I don't understand it and if it's what you want to do and it's your thing cool and i support you in it yeah great yeah you do you if you show it to me and like i can tell that you're like fully torqued about how awesome this this disc is i'm gonna look at it and be like yeah Yeah. that's pretty sweet yeah and we can all move on. i'll still challenge you with a fucking slice brand new it's like eight (laughs) dollars and it only cuts your hand when you throw it yeah big time (laughs) rob had that one disc that literally just like cut your hand every time you throw it 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 wasn't a slice but it was something arrow it was literally like no it was literally like every time you throw it, it just like yeah. ripped your hand open. Yeah. Rob was telling me, I was talking to him the other day. He, uh, a time that he played with Jared at firefighters for like a league round or something. I forget what it was. He's not in here to respond, but, um, Jared was like making fun of the arrows like throughout the round. And then at the end of the round, he, he gave him respect for the arrows, Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was great. Yeah. 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 The arrows are amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. They, Big feel, time. they feel like they're made of the product. They they're made of the plastic uh, from the adult toy industry, <laughs> which I just find funny. That's like the funniest <laughs> part of them to me. Every time I feel them, I'm just like, yeah. This isn't the only thing they use this plastic for, buddy. <laughs> but uh, whatever. So then the the third question that we had come up with throughout the week that we had seen that we wanted to address was like the team stuff, like wearing team apparel, just team stuff in general. Yeah. So if if it's a manufacturer, it says team on it, and then you're the guy rocking it. Like what what's the thought process on that? discs apparel whatever yeah yeah i saw so will posted that and then i i understand people can get their hands on team stuff 
I've mm-hmm. made team stuff just like messing around and whatever and i needed something to make and like the first thing was like it'd be cool if i had like the team innova wings or whatever and i had it on like a shirt i got from scott that was like way too big um and it was sweet but like i didn't have the fraud feeling but kind of where it's just like whatever i just like just to be able to wear it like i would never wear it out on a course because then like for sure i'd feel like a fraud but like I don't know, like even throwing like team stamp discs or whatever, like it would be one of those like maybe go out of my way to be like, yeah, I'm just not on the team. Like if somebody were to like ask like, oh, that's a cool disc. And like, yeah, I just happen to come across it. I'm not like on the team or something. Yeah. Um, But I do lean on the side of like that stuff I think should be reserved for like team people. Yeah. And I remember when uh, like team stamp discs was so hard to get for i think an entirely valid reason versus when jared was on innova yeah it was super fucking difficult to get any team yeah. stamp stuff yeah because i remember when i saw like discs of his with a team stamp on it yeah i was just like whoa yeah like that's fucking sweet yeah <laughs> whoa i remember he got um he got a box of stuff when i was living with brett and uh he got i think like 60 or 70 discs or whatever and then uh henry who is the guy who was stamping the disc at the time he might still be doing it um he texts jared he's like hey some stuff's coming like you're gonna like the stuff that i sent you or whatever he's like all right sweet and he had it sent to our apartment and we were in the field like next to it throwing all of it just to find out like i was trying to like help him pick out good discs what i thought were good or what we both thought were like really good for like uh stable rocks he got like 25 rock threes or whatever all team stamped whatever they're all like pretty sweet um and like the same thing is like this is pretty fucking cool like even though it's just a silly little stamp yeah. it's just how little of it there was out there and how hard it was to get if you weren't on the team yeah because i think there was um like a stipulation too like you can't sell it like i'm sure if i wanted one from jared or a couple like i could but that is like very like this is a good close friend of mine but if it was like somebody else yeah it'd be like yeah dude i can't like whatever even if i wanted to i i I can't i'm breaching contract or whatever it is yeah versus now like even team disc mania stuff it's slightly altered it still says like team disc mania but the way they change it is like instead of the disc mania shield on top it's like a heart because it's a support stamp or whatever um same with like uh disc craft stuff is like sold openly and everything latitude stuff's like a little easier to get and so on and so forth so like the uh i don't know if prestige is like the best word for it but the prestige of throwing like team stamp stuff yeah it's so easy to get if you're willing to like pay money for it like at top dollar whatever yeah and even now it's no longer even that much of a top dollar because before it used to be like team stamp destroyer is eighty dollars for like a brand new fresh run destroyer not a first run whatever um same with like discraft now it's like if i wanted to go get like a team stamp almost whatever i feel like i know the people that i can do it or even like just pop onto a marketplace and it's somewhere for like an okay price like you're paying a premium but when i see people throwing like team stamp stuff i know (laughs) you're not on the this team that team whatever and the prestige is like just gone it's just kind of a neat thing yeah versus like holy shit because i remember getting on latitude like i could get some like team stamp discs and it'll be fucking cool and this and that and i couldn't because of whatever reason 
Um, but I could get like team stamp shirts, which I thought was cool and uh, like a valid thing that I could get. And then same with West side was like a cool thing and I could rep it. And now I have however many shirts that have the team stuff on it. And I don't wear like, even though they're nice shirts, like I'll wear around the house or to wherever, but I won't wear on the course. Yeah. 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 I don't know. My thoughts on it are, uh, you know, you, I think general team stuff, uh, clothing, discs, all that stuff. I like the idea of like disc mania mm-hmm. where you have the like shield for the guys on the squad mm-hmm. and then you have like the heart, right? Yeah. Um, so for actual like discs and stuff like that, like, I, d- I don't know, you know, like I, I feel like there should be some differentiating stamp for the people that are like legitimately on the team. And these are the discs that they're going to use in competition. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think like, I'm just trying to think of something. Let's, I, I hate to keep using discraft, but let's just say we use like, let's say we use Prodiscus. Yeah. So we use Prodiscus. Yeah. So I'm like, Hey Kai, what's up, bro? I need some jokeries. So send me like 30 jokeries and, uh, Maybe team stamp. The only team stamp I just thought of this. The only team stamp discs that I own are Prodiscus. Oh really? I have some basic jokeries that are team stamp. I don't know if I have I ever seen them. Probably. Yeah. And I, I don't, don't recall. I don't think I've thrown them during a uh tournament. Um, but I got them from Chad, um, because he was on the team and he's like, Well, the only I wanted some basic jokeries and he's like, The ones I have are team stamped. And I was like, It's fine, because I'm just gonna use them for practice and whatever anyways, and I I didn't use them during um during a tournament. But I think that, you know, like if I was like, all right, I want like 30, di- you know, 30 jokeries or whatever, yada, yada. Um, you know, if I had like a working relationship and they had a working relationship of the understanding of shit that I throw, which mm-hmm. is always my idea of like top tier sponsorship. Right. So like top tier sponsorship, like I'm the I'm, I'm, I'm the dude. Right. So I can call up whoever and be like, hey, I need 10. Like at this point, let's say I need like 10 xls mm-hmm. and i want them like otb style right i want them like stiff flat whatever there's a guy there that's like okay darren wants these 10 xls and they're going to go through the stacks of xls and send me those 10 mm-hmm. those 10 are going to have the team stamp as in like discs i'm going to throw during tournaments on the course mm-hmm. right because i'm like the, these are, i'm going to work out of these 10 i'm going to work out the two that i'm going to use and then i'm going to have my backups and whatever and like specialty and whatever yeah okay but if i'm like i want 20 wasps because I'm going to like use these to practice and whatever the fuck it is and yada yada. Like just send me 10. They might send me like 10 with like the Discraft bar stamp or something like that on it. Yada yada. But not like the like team right. during tournament Competition wasps. Right. Yeah. So you'd have to have some kind of, I think that you should have some kind of stamp where it's like very specifically like the person that's on the team is using this disc or this is a disc that they intend to use for competition. Yeah. And then they are free to like autograph and give that disc to somebody, whatever it is. And if that Mm -hmm. person wants to throw it, they can fucking throw it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's going to be, dude, that's a sweet wasp, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a sweet, like team stamped wasp and be like, yeah, Darren autographed this for me and gave it to me Mm -hmm. and I throw it. Right. Like there's no confusion that like, I'm on the team. Like this is very much like Darren autographed it and gave it to me, whatever it is. Like I'm not selling those wasps yeah because there is a big difference i think uh sex i want i think it's mccabe actually mccabe when he was still on discraft and he was playing memorial through a disc in the water people go in the water pretty easily out there it's not a surprise 
um i think it was like a pink force that was somebody got out of the water and was selling and it was like team stamped and the difference between like you have a team stamp disc that's signed versus a team stamp disc that's marked as in yours because you know his like the e and then the whatever yeah. is his signature but then on there it was like this is mine and i know because he literally like just wrote it out in like just regular whatever just yeah. emac or eric or whatever was on there um so like and that falls into what you were saying like this the prestige of it is like kind of gone in the sense of like you can't make the you can't confuse that like since i'm throwing this team wasp that's signed by darren and you know that darren was on the team or whatever or still is on the team right. you just have a cool thing that you throw around versus like you have darren's wasp that has like suns out guns out on it that's yeah. like your sit like not a signature but like your mark for your disc then it'd be like you have darren's disc yeah 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 so i think like you know then you, you have plenty of things that you can market and that you can sell and that you can do whatever in support of the team and everything else but you definitely have like a clear differentiation of like this is equipment designed for and made for our players to use in competition yeah and as long as you have that differentiation, like people can buy and wear and throw and sell and do whatever they want. But yeah. I think that there's definitely got to be a line of like, this is shit intended for our guys to use in competition. And if you want to have discs like this, you got to be on the fucking team. Mm -hmm. And other than that, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, and the people that have those, if they want to do something with them, they can do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I was out playing a tournament and not that like I'm a big dude, but like if I was out at a tournament and I won a tournament, you know what I mean? And like there was someone there, like make a wish foundation situation, like whatever it is. Like when Paul won and he gave those two putters to the old dude that's like his number one fan. Yeah. Right? Like if I want to do that, I can do that. Yeah. And if that person wants to use those discs, yeah. He's using those discs that he got from me. And mm -hmm. people are like, dude, that's sweet. And he's like, Yeah, I got this from Darren. Like Darren yeah. gave this to me. Yeah. Not like I bought this from this fucking guy on this fucking marketplace. Now I throw yeah. it around. It's like, am I on the team or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. You'll uh, never know. You'll never know. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah. my that's kind of my thought process on it. And um, you know, I, I I think real um real good people, you know, their discs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And then they're tied to you and the manufacturer. Yeah. And then people like really appreciate them and like them. And uh, and then they want to buy ones just like it. And then you just let them go to a different manufacturer. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon? <laughs> Maybe. Real quick. So, Brandon had a couple things to say. Go for it. Um, stuff within the Trilogy teams isn't that easy to get a hold of, which is true. Yes. Um, it's also, like, I being on there, I still have a couple teams. I, I, I have to take a break. Okay, that's fine. I have to get some water, too. All right, be right back. <laughs> Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. <laughs> and we're back. Brandon said I hear Gabbers. <laughs> <laughs> she made us some food. Yeah. Thank you, Gabby. Thanks, Gabby. Sorry, everybody else, that we're going to eat this for you. Yeah, sponsored by my love, the Gabbers. Yeah. So, Redmond was saying the trilogy team stuff's really hard to come by. Yeah, hold on. I need to. Oh. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. 
You never got the water. Yeah, it's really good. So these are modeled after the, uh, if you've ever eaten at uh, Original Pancake House, they have the Dutch baby and the big German. And so they're basically like big crepes. So this is actually like a muffin. Like it's, it's made in the muffin tin or mm -hmm. cupcake tin or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a similar setup to like a big German crepe. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a little bit different because it's like a muffin crepe. It's what, a Dutch pancake? It's it's a muffin. Yeah. I think it's like a Dutch muffin or something. Whatever. Every time I, I they're really good. Yeah. Everybody's not into the mouth noises on the microphone, just so you know. People aren't into it. It's <laughs> like, hey, I know you guys are, <laughs> are into like being a live feed and being a part of the podcast. I'm gonna shut that down. Stuff within the trilogy teams isn't that easy to get a hold of. It happens, but not so much as it happens on other teams. We try to keep it in house first when folks leave the teams. I wish there was a way to gift them. I have a few old shirts that don't fit me anymore. I would like to at least give away, maybe. I don't like s the selling aspect, but gifting is different. Uh, just like we talked about. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, but it's difficult to know that someone is out there and could be representing the team thing, but are doing it improperly. Uh, that's where it really gets under some player's skins, I think. And then he followed up with agreeing. Like We not, uh, touched on some stuff that he was just thinking about. Yeah, and then I hear gabbers and bro, what are those? <laughs> what are those? What are those? I love that. Mm -hmm. It's good. What's the guy's name? That's the comedian that does the cram. The cram? Yeah, Baker Tony Baker. I think his name is. I don't know. He does like the voiceover for all the animal videos. Mm. I don't know. Hold on one second. I don't know. I'd have to. I think it's Tony Baker. Anyways, if you don't know this human being, uh, yeah, it's Tony Baker. If you don't know Tony Baker, check him out. Dude, <laughs> he does voiceovers for animal videos. And it's by far one of the goddamn funniest things of all time. So I think we'll watch some today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite. But anyways, he, uh, he did a post on the uh, people storming the capitol building and so he, he had a picture of the guy with like the horns and mm -hmm. like the fur pelts and all this stuff and his thing was like how are you gonna storm the capitol in a in a, like a, a horned hat and fur pelts wearing these shoes and then he like goes down his shoes and it's just these like fucking terrible like walmart tennis shoes and <laughs> it was like the fucking funny it's like what are those <laughs> it was the funniest thing that's awesome. It might be one of those things that I have seen multiple times and loved and just can't remember it. Something, whatever. Um, it's like, sure, you're going to storm the Capitol, but what, what are, are those? <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, my. This is nice. Yeah, it's really this good. Is, this they're, is a nice, relaxing podcast. Yeah, they're really good. These are, are good. There was something else that we were going to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. another question yeah there was like one more one more thing i don't know i don't remember redmond's typing right now cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Haley king just added our uh, just joined our group <laughs> 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 
Dakota Young. Brandon said he's. <laughs> I'm so invested in you guys stuffing your faces on film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Felicia Calhoun is in. There's a lot of people that are in. That sounds good. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what are those? <laughs> anyways, um, yeah. So, so that's what I got going on. We're gonna do. Oh, this is our last week of our workout program. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we Big have time. we have our final challenge, CT Fletcher, oh, with the gauntlet challenge on uh, next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we have Monday, Wednesday, Friday workout, and then Saturday the challenge, mm-hmm. gauntlet challenge, CT Fletcher. Yeah. So by the time we podcast next, we will have completed or failed <laughs> the final phase of the workout yeah. that we've been doing. We'll see. We'll see. The challenge seems relatively ridiculous, but we'll see. Yeah. So, yep. After that, we are trying to decide what our next move is going to be in terms of our uh, physical fitness goals. Yeah. Do we repeat what we just did? Because there's three different modes. Beast mode, or base mode, beast mode, total beast mode. Yep. Um, or moving on to a different thing that he's got. The newest one is the, what is it? The it's a classic iron or something. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> or just go on with like someone else entirely. You have to make that noise while you're working on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's the noises they make for me yeah. when I'm watching stuff like that. Or uh, like I see Beach Bros. And, um, I don't know. Inner monologues or whatever. Uh, or just go with someone else entirely who doesn't lift fake weights, weights sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he's not knowledgeable. Because as you've said, people have been like, this guy's my favorite. And I don't just understand why the fuck he would ever do that. Because yep. it's he's knowledgeable and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but maybe there's the same thing in disc golf in terms of internet distance. Oh, internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could watch people and play with people and all this other stuff, and they're like, well, yeah. they're really good. And then they post something where they're like, I threw 640 yesterday, when in reality, like, there's no way. No, you didn't. Let me see the throw. No, yeah. I got it on internet. Yeah, that looked like 640. Yeah. I threw it over here, and it landed over there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I walked it with my phone. It was 640. I walked from here. To the disc and back and then to the disc. 640. What are those? <laughs> so I have to say that I am legitimately super excited for Discana. Yeah. I am like so, the more I think about it, the time that's gone on, the prep, the low-key posting shit talk. All I do is I just post the picture. I just let you know I'm watching you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm watching you. Um. But I'm so excited to like. So is Kevin. Kevin Williamson is also excited. Perfect. K-Dubs. Good job, Kevin. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see who's in. You know, like most of all, like I'm thinking like March, whatever, when we get the list of like who's in, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see. And then I'm excited. To yeah, like, like when regist- so registration opens February 1st, I'm excited to see like who's in like legitimately, who's going to pay and whatever. I talked to the, uh, Dakota. And Celine, um, who's his fiance. I don't That's think it's French. Yeah, for fiance. <laughs> it's French for almost wife. <laughs> uh that they're both in. Yeah. Even if they like play or not. Yeah. They're both like, I'm willing to just put in like thirty bucks each. Yeah. 
just to see what we can come up with and help support, which I thought was cool. Um, but they're both wanting to like get into disc golf more. Like they uh, they moved out of their home into a different house that they're renting right now, <laughs> which on the outside looks a little dicey, and on the inside is fucking sweet. It's so funny. Like he's got a uh, a great setup in his garage. He's got all of his dad's tools, um, and he just bought a new Jeep and everything. That's gonna be like his. You all right? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> Powdered sugar down the nostril. <laughs> Um, just took a big breath, powdered yeah. sugar. Oh, nailed it. That's the best. Um, yeah, I don't know. They just they want to get into disc golf more, and that, I love them. I've known him for a while. She's sweet, uh, straight from the motherland of Germany, so her accent's a lot of fun. Nice. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm just I'm ready to do some stuff and some things, and I'm glad that, like, I know there's not many people in on it, but, like, all the people that are in on it are sweet, and hopefully you guys... Like share it with your friends and others who you think would enjoy it just to help get the name out there, like the idea out there and whatever. It'll be sweet. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like so excited. It's like right up my alley in terms of challenges. Mm-hmm. I like that it's the whole fucking season, yeah. which always are my favorite. Um, And then I just like that like in the end, you concede how good you can do. Mm-hmm. Because you're going to be the one that's going to, not you, but each individual player is going to be the one where, like, I'm totally probably never going to play that hole any better than I did. So I'm not even going to try anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to keep trying this other hole. You know? Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I like that aspect of it. I forgot. Rob posted in the podcast ideas page a couple things that we can go over. Take your time, laptop. Take your time. Have you guys ever played in Canada? Has Darren ever played a sanctioned round or event outside of Michigan? I have not played in Canada, but I have played a sanctioned round or event outside of Michigan. Everybody knows that. There's a one-upsman page if you want to go to that. I was working on creating it. Don't invite me to be an admin. My plate's full. I'm gonna make it <laughs> make it happen. Anyways, um I never played a sanctioned round outside of Michigan. <clears throat> and uh I never played in Canada. So part of the Canada thing is I was banned. I was banned from Canada for a decade. I've only Really? Yeah. And I got a DUI. I feel like you've told me this. Yeah, story you're an later. undesirable alien and you're not allowed in the country for ten years. Really? Yeah, you can like pay to go. Yeah. If you can like set up a thing, whatever, so you can go. Um but you know, it, it it wasn't worth it to me to go handle Canadian business, so I just didn't go. But as of July 22nd, 2020, I am open. I am I'm welcomed with open arms back into Canada. It's just been COVID. We'll see. It's just we'll been COVID. See. <laughs> <laughs> and some people think that COVID has been a uh, conspiracy to, to influence the election. I think it's all my Canadian haters. They're trying to keep me out of the country. They figure if they have this whole Gilbert pandemic. Gilbert said, make sure to keep him away from me. Keep him away from me. Until <laughs> I get off Discraft. I don't even want to see that guy. <laughs> or get off Innova. I don't even want to see that guy. But anyways, um, yeah, so so they've been they've been holding me down, keeping me out. Yeah, all the haters in Canada. Oh, big time. 
<laughs> Rob says, I, I leave for a while, and now I come back, and there's food. Well, the food's gone, and it was delicious. <laughs> uh, hold on. And then Rob, Rob reiterated that he updated, and I told you about this, um, that he added basically a tiebreaker part in the scorecard mm -hmm. that you should be able to see live, I believe. Right, Rob? Um, but basically, it's broken down as like, it's a number, but it's not a whole number. It's point, and then I think it's six. To, it's like birdies, pars, what it, birdies, pars, eagles, albatross, whatever it is. Yeah. And then however many that is creates that number. Yeah. So obviously the lower number would be the winner in a tiebreaker. Like you have the same physical score, yes. and then however many that took up to actually make it then determines that winner. So the only <laughs> way would be if you, if you scored exactly the same. In yeah. terms of same number of birdies, same yeah. number of bogeys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah, which is sweet. Because then we don't have to fuck around with it. Yeah. It's instant. Yeah, big time. Yeah. And the thing is awesome. So, like, Rob is, like, big time MVP. Hence why he's got his own role in the Discord and has earned himself mod status just by, like, how much he's put into I it. I heard already. that he was handed some power, though, and then was just abusing it. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was abusing the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Clear messages this, clear messages that, Whoa. so on and so forth. He he got drunk with power. Yeah, look, look here he goes again. <laughs> it's not rank triple exclamation point. <laughs> uh, let's see. He posted. Let's get back here. Um. Mm. Mm. There it is. Also, I know Darren has a place for everything in caps. I bet he would have bolded and underlined it as well if he could have on his cart. Does he take a shovel when winter disking? Oh, wait. He doesn't winter golf, disc golf, does he? Well, he does winter disc golf. but I winter disc golfed, but mm -hmm. I don't winter disc golf. Yeah. So I did go. Yeah. Didn't um, bring a shovel. I didn't bring a shovel, and I don't winter disc golf. So I went kind of as like a one-time thing mm -hmm. a half of it went well so in the future the answer would be i would go disc golfing in the winter but i would only go somewhere that was not covered in snow so in the future like i will pay very close attention to what the current conditions are at the course that i would go to and i would not play in snow just because the risk of like tweaking something for me is too high yeah um, like i feel real solid i'm super happy about the way that it went i'm super happy about like the whole thing um, but I, it's not worth the risk to me. Mm -hmm. um, that being said, I did see a two-pack of aluminum shovels at Costco. Ooh. That I was thinking, like, fuck, yeah, if I if I were... I still, even though I don't winter golf, I almost bought them because I was like, it'd be sweet to have that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they they do have this, like, little mini uh, fold-up. It, like, folds <laughs> up these two red... And they're red. So I was like, I, it was made for me. Dude. Red uh, little shovels. If it, if it had the Red Wings logo on it, you would own them. I could right put now. one on it. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Big time. So uh, yeah, but I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't do it. And when I went, when I went previously, I did not take a shovel with me. Like a couple of years ago, I played a bunch of winter golf to get well ready, mm -hmm. but I didn't, uh, I didn't take a shovel with me. Yeah, I did. Uh, I played <coughs> with my buddy Josh a couple of years ago, and it was for a league we were playing, and I don't, he, like he was running it and whatever. So we had a, a sled with some salt and a shovel. And I was like toting this thing around. I didn't realize how much work it was going to be to like shovel off every tee pad and then yeah. salt it. 
while doing all this and then play a round afterwards. I was so exhausted for the round. It was ridiculous. I will. I would much rather just like the tee pad is just snowed over and I'll just trench through it. Yeah. But even still, like winter golf is so. It's not hard, but it's hard because you want to play and you want to play well and you want to do this and that and the other thing, but it's not the same thing. Yeah. Like not only do discs not fly far and do like kind of like they do similar things to what you're used to, but it's just a different season entirely, obviously. Um, but like how you can just lose shit so easily and then like throwing with, I don't know, streamers on it or like Kool-Aid packet droppings on it to like show where it marks in. It's like a really weird thing. It's like kind of like uh carnivaly golf in a way like to me in my head so like i just i try to always go out there and just like enjoy whatever the hell it is like the couple times i've been out this winter so far even like playing northridge and stuff i had to like remember like this is winter like more winter than what you're used to because out here it was dry <laughs> yeah and uh and you'd only have to contend with the cold and there it's like you could lose it like in the snow and then there's like ice on stuff and it's real weird and dicey that it's just like just enjoy like you're out playing and like you're kind of playing for a score you're yeah. we made this bet and whatever um i look at yeah. it like if you've ever been a serious bowler <clears throat> it's like going bowling with your friends and not having your shit so like all of a sudden you're in like house shoes, you're using some ball and whatever. And like the whole time you're playing, like you're not a hundred percent confident that your foot's going to slide the way you want it to. And it might get stuck and you might get caught up and you know, like, so you don't really commit to your, your slide the mm -hmm. same, whatever the actual term is. Like you don't commit to it as much. Yeah. And then no matter what you do with the ball, like odds are, even if you play a three game series, like. Halfway through that third game, you're going to finally have figured out, like, well, how this ball is going to work. Yeah. And then you're almost, like, in your car. Yep. Yeah. And you're, like, <laughs> hoping to shoot something sweet. So you'd be like, dude, yeah. I shot. Like, it would be the same thing. Like, if I went out and played a winter golf round and I shot, like, <clears throat> fucking even, let's just say something. Like, if I shot 12 down at Firefighters, I'd be yeah. like, fuck, yeah, dude. I went out and shot 12 down at Firefighters yeah. in January Big in the time. snow. But for the most part, it's just, like, whatever. Like, yeah. I just want to play. My friends are there. I'm more. It's more of, like, a hangout social thing than it is, like, how's my game going? Yeah. You know, um, and I like, I just kept having the funny thing of like the discs don't fly as far or they don't fly like the same. So like I had a whole bunch of upshots where I was like, one, I was using the ringer, which I had never used before. And I was like, kind of like trying to get used to that. But then even like I was doing like big, high, wide upshots to try to see like, how does the ringer respond to different things? And then like, while I was doing that, I was like, why am I collecting data right now? It's not going to do me any good later anyways. And then all those shots were like 40 short. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'd be like a hundred out, yeah. and I'd try to like throw a big hyzer up. Like the only one that finally went well was the one on sixteen at Cass. Yeah, like almost at the end of the second round. Like finally, yeah. I figured out like how much harder I need to throw this, and I think I need to throw it to get yeah. it to land where I need it to get to land. Yep. But all day I was just laughing at like, that's forty short. Yep, that's forty short. Yep. You know, and then like my, my uh, what my uh, flex GT Rocco when mm -hmm. I threw Rocco on the island hole. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's fucking parked. It, was, yeah. <laughs> it didn't even make the island. <laughs> I was like, that's parked. You, I know. And you guys were like, that's so short. Sure. I was like, no, you it's were not. so sure. And we were even more sure that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you guys were like, that was short. And I was like, yeah. no, dude. Oh, wait, oh wait, that was the most drama-filled hole, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you just made up your own fucking rules. And I thought that's why we threw whatever. a second drive. Yeah. So if all of our first yeah. shows were out, we were just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were just mad because my ringer shot was <laughs> right there. You wanted to steal it from me? No, you just kept saying, no, we're playing our second shot. 
<laughs> and that didn't even come up until you saw where it was at. I thought that's why we threw a second shot. Oh, okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I lost. Um, it was a clear loss. Yeah. It didn't matter. Where do you feel Conrad ends up? MVP is obviously a front runner from the rumor mill. What lineups do you think would fit his game best? And then also, where does Ezra end up? I think those are the only high-profile players left without manufacturer sponsors announced for 2021. Okay. So for yeah. me, I think MVP would line up very well for Conrad mm-hmm. because he doesn't throw super stable stuff. And it seems... And don't blast me for my ignorance. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going on my experience of playing with people and my experience of like what they use and all that stuff. Yeah. It seems to me if there is any lacking part of a lineup from the MVP end, it's going to be that like super overstable long distance driver. Mm-hmm. Right. When you need that, like if you just want to go in like in terms, right. When you need that, like really stable destroyer. Yeah. Right. Because that's how you throw MVP axiom, whatever, like, they don't necessarily have that disc. They yeah. might have, they might, ha- you might be able to find one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is the run of that, whatever. But like, as a whole, they don't have the mold that is like, yeah, that disc. Right. Um, everything else I think that they have. And I really like their stuff. Like, I've thrown a bunch of their stuff. I threw a bunch of their stuff until this year when I went to not having a mixed bag. Yeah. It was in my bag for years. I really like their stuff. I think that they're a really good company, hands yeah. down. They never had a lineup that I was like super pumped about. Like, I'm going to use their shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and mostly it comes down to mids. Um, I have been like a giant wasp fan. I have been a buzz fan like forever. Mm-hmm. So like going to any single manufacturer, even with Prodiscus, like I had a whole lineup except for like something similar to a turn or something, you know, like whatever I could still kind of work around it by just beating something else in, mm-hmm. but they didn't have a mid lineup that I could use. You know what I mean? Like I remember watching like the, in the bag of their like top guy and he just had like four jokeries they were all beat in differently and he would just use them as mids. Yeah. Um, so with MVP, my big thing with them before, and we're talking, you know, four years ago or something like that, um, was just like, yeah, I just couldn't do it because I just didn't like the mid lineup. Like yeah. they didn't have a bunch of mids that like I believed in. I'd throw mids every once in a while. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I've just really been, you know, stuck on the mids that I throw. That being said, I think that their lineup would work for Conrad. Yeah. And I think I do too. I think that they make really good, consistent, reliable discs mm-hmm. that fly really well. And specifically with the game that he plays, I think that he would be a good example of what their discs do. Yeah. Because he throws a lot of really delicate, consistent throws that are like finesse mm-hmm. and i think that those discs work well for that yeah and i think a lot of that's attributed to not that he doesn't have a sidearm but he basically doesn't have a sidearm Back, think, backhand specialist yeah big time um yeah i think i think it'd work out and i think he's a good enough player great enough player to make stuff work yeah. like i think you get to a certain level where it doesn't really matter so much the discs you're throwing just you have a preference even simon said in whatever video it was, however long ago, it's like all discs are great. You just got to learn how to throw them. Yeah. So I think Conrad, no matter where he goes, is going to end up just fine. I think if anything, it would be going somewhere kind of like in the early days of Prodigy where they had a very lack of lineup. So they allowed players to like, as long as you're throwing our shit and then you're filling the gaps we don't have right now with other stuff, totally like on board with that until we get a full on lineup, I think. 
But they have a full lineup yeah. for right. sure. I'm not. I'm not saying that they don't. Right. I, like if he doesn't go there and he goes to uh, wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But like I think they have a full lineup of he can make a bag out of it and make do with it and is a good enough player to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, outs- if you take him outside of that, I think one thing with him is he wants to win. Mm-hmm. Like you, he's done enough for long enough and been good enough for long enough that like just being a really good player isn't his shit. He wants to win. Yeah. Like you watch that dude out there. Like he's really nice and he's, you know, he is what he is and mm-hmm. he, you know, he's all this other stuff and he's really polite to the other guys and he's like, you know, very, um, you know, like good shot, man, and everything. Like he seems like he's very like positive with the other players. Yeah. But when it's not going well with him, like he contains it, but you can tell like he's fucking pissed. Yeah. Like when he's missing pots and like when this when it's not going well, like he plays with his heart on his sleeve to a degree, and you can mm-hmm. tell that he actually really fucking cares. Oh yeah. He's not out there just to play. He's not out there to gain followers, to have a social media presence, to make money off of that. Mm-hmm. He's out there because he wants to fucking win. Yeah. So I think he's going to go to a company that has a lineup of discs and that has a production level of discs that are going to be what he needs them to be to be competitive yeah he's not going to take like the 30 discs that actually work out of the factory and then like everything else is like oh and he's gonna be out there playing like man if i lose this i'm fucked yeah because like they don't have another one like this yeah so i don't think he's gonna go like you know something dicey um so for me it would be like mvp axiom mint discs like that as a conglomerate um, he could go to any one of the trilogy or trilogy as a whole, right? Yeah. Or he could go to um, Prodigy, right? Like I would see, I wouldn't see him going to like a new, like he's not going to be the guy at this new company. Maybe yeah. he will be. I'm just saying in my mind, I don't see that yeah. happening because I don't think, uh, I don't think that he would want to saddle like trying to work with discs that aren't going to be really good. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So I don't know. Would Pro- would Prodigy sign him? It'd be fucking epic if they did. Yeah, it would be fucking epic if like they just grabbed guys. Yeah, because to me, in my mind, Prodigy is now becoming like the new like, wow, you made it on Prodigy. Like that's fucking sweet. Yeah, because they don't yeah. they don't sponsor a shit ton of people, and the people they do are right. good. Yeah. Yes. Um. Yeah, and that might just move that ball a little bit forward. Of like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got James Conrad. <clears throat> you yeah. know, and uh, yeah. So I think I for my for mine it would be. You know, he could go anywhere, and I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have, like, I don't have any insider information. No yeah. one's texted me about James Conrad. Yeah. Um, and I haven't texted anybody about James Conrad. Other yeah, than the information we're working with is the same information you guys have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I texted you about James yeah. Conrad. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it was more like, dude, you're never, gonna, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see, and I think it would be great. I think it would be really good. Yeah. Um, wherever he goes, I'm sure he'll have a really positive positive impact and uh yeah hopefully he wins some shit with it you know it'd be really cool it'd be really nice to see him like get out get a new bag and fucking just start destroying shit it would be great yeah i think that'd be awesome yep as as far as ezra we had talked about it previously and uh i would i would think you know like disc mania or prodigy yeah me too i think would be the, the rumor mill that i heard from like other top pros was disc mania was the one yeah so i don't know i thought like i mean it is obviously like we're still <laughs> like we're getting to the middle of january and i thought like by now it'd be like announced or something there's still time yeah um but yeah that's like the latest i've heard and that was at 
uh, I think it was at Jonesboro that I heard that. So I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. And if he did like that's to me, that's where he fits in like the most. Where you got like the Crush Boys team or whatever, he fits that category. Yeah, like for sure, and not just being able to throw a disc really far. He has all of it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think it'd be sweet. And mm-hmm. I, I like he he puts together also he puts together good videos. Yeah, like I've watched several of Ezra's videos and like they're good. Yeah, I like yeah, them. I enjoy them. I like what he does. I like how he puts them together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're entertaining. I think he's he's an entertaining guy. I also really like the fact that like he's jacked, not yeah. not in any kind of like man crush situation, mm-hmm. but I think like as the sport moves forward, he, like it sounds so silly, but like physical fitness and strength and things like that are going to become more important. And I think like he'll help move that forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's part of like a legitimate sport. It's part of the thing. Like, you know, you can laugh and say whatever the fuck you want. Did you watch the bowlers? Like those guys are like good shape. Yeah. You know, like there's some fat guys out there. Right. Not there's anything wrong with that, but there's like some like dudes that you would see at your local bowling alley. But a lot of those guys are like top dudes. Like, they're working out. They're yeah. doing shit. Golf, definitely. Like yeah. golf since Tiger Woods, like post Tiger Woods, like one yeah. thing is like those guys lift fucking weights. Yeah. Right? Brooks Kepka, um, you know, Bryson, but a bunch of even John Ham, mm-hmm. not Jan Ham, uh, John Rom. Yeah. John Rom. Like like those guys when you see like the guys like more recently, like those guys are, are jacked. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, Brooks, that's that's Gabby's guy. Is she, it? She loves Brooks. <laughs> And like you see that dude, like dude, that dude lifts fucking some serious weights. Yeah. You know? Um so I, I I like him. I think whoever he goes to, he'll be an asset. And I think um you know it'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. I just I just I just like watching it all. I like the whole thing moving forward. Yeah. I think it's a good good deal. Um what else? Um let's see. <laughs> Redman says, Don't don't be that guy and throw on snow ET pads. Well, I don't do it that much. Um, I didn't throw on one snowy tee pad. I only threw on the cement that was exposed on a tee pad that had snow on it. I personally did not step on any snow on any tee pad. Yeah. I'll commit to that 100%. Yep. Because if you know me, yeah. you know that's 100% true. Oh, big time. <laughs> yeah. Snow <laughs> snow is different than ice. Because yeah. there was definitely ice on some tee pads that you had to like adjust your footing to be able to throw. Which yeah. Scott did very gracefully on one yeah. of those holes epic big time it's like a fucking giant ballerina yeah. big <laughs> big time i love scott yeah um kevin mounted a propane heater on his zuka <laughs> to like warm his hands yeah yeah i think it's awesome somebody else i think bob barker had that yeah he had it um he like took a bunch of hours to make something to where you just like stick your whole hand in there and you're good like after like 10 seconds you're nice and toasty which is sweet um what else did you want to talk about disc golf on ESPN cold pizza Two merch store three Sarah DeMar's post or did I hit that already? Uh, I don't think we have time for that because it's we're just over three hours in. We have a workout to do mm-hmm. and I have class and I'm actually like getting worried that the, the workout is going to bring or like come into the uh, the class situation. And I don't want that to happen. Yeah, we'll call it there. And yeah, then, yeah, uh, we'll save it for next time. We can address it next time. Yeah, big time. So if you, uh, thanks for watching. If yeah, you are listening. thank you. Either way, 
And thanks for hanging out in Discord with us. It's actually a good time. I'm sorry that I didn't do it last time. And if you're not invited to the Disc Golf shout-out group, uh, hit me up. And if you are... Don't think about it. If you are invited and you have overtly positive people in your life in the Disc Golf community that you want there, feel free to invite them. Yeah. And... uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. We're gonna yeah, big cue, time. Cue, yeah. up, cue up the spinning kid and get yeah. Out after of like share this with people that you think would enjoy this stuff. Because my sister Haley, she's not even remotely close to a disc golfer. The only reason she'd be considered a disc golfer is because I'm her brother. And she caddied. And she's yeah. And she caddied that one time because yeah. I asked her, maybe made her do it. Um, but she's been binging our podcast, which I think is great. And I think a great indicator of like we can at least get a reach outside of disc golf community i think mm-hmm. um so yeah share it up with people you think would uh enjoy and we'll see you guys next time bye, bye guys. Guys.